here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. All right, we are back here on our WrestleMania preview podcast with Jeremy Sexton. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeremy Sexton, also jeremysexton.net, his website. Jeremy, what's going on? How's it going? Good, good, good. And we also have Joe Lands on the line, of course, as well. Joe, what's up? You say that like you don't want me here. No, no, no. What did I, how did I say it? Like I didn't watch it. Oh, uh, I got Joe Lands on the line, of course. <laughs> of course. He, he just doesn't leave. Like, yeah, you just kind of show up no matter what. I don't send invites. You just find your way there. But uh, yeah, we got Jeremy and Joe here. We're going to talk about Josh Barnett's blood sport and also the WWN Super Show. So a fun little uh, two shows here. Uh, Jeremy, uh, we'll start with uh, Josh Barnett's blood sport, which is going on Thursday, April 4th, 4 p.m. from White Eagle Hall uh, in New Jersey. This will be on Fight TV's uh, GCW Collective package as well before we kind of break down match by match and we're going to do a fun little gimmick because you are you you are a fan of mma and we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have we're gonna book blood sport as if it was a shoot fight for for just just have some fun with it so we're gonna do that here in a bit uh with you but overall thoughts on this as a wrestling show or whatever this show is going to be uh just burnett's blood sport how you looking forward to it do you like the lineup how does it compare maybe uh to prior years uh blood sports i mean as far as i'm concerned this is blood sport weekend uh i mean <laughs> featuring <is> WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah featuring it's basically we do blood sport weekend and then in the hangover of blood sport we just do a bunch of other shows because everybody's just so jazzed off of sort of that like post blood sport high that we're all just living in um no i mean i'm psyched for it it was a lot of fun last year it's weird because like it the placement of this show just feels totally wrong to me like it felt weird last year that like this feels like it would be a perfect like towards the end of the weekend sort of show as like a palate cleanser. Like you've already seen so much wrestling and now for something completely different, here's this weird show where we take the ring ropes down and people are just chopping each other in the face or whatever. Uh, but like now it's just kind of like this amuse-bouche for WrestleMania weekend where here we start with like one of the weirdest shows of the weekend. Uh, but no, I'm stoked for it. I absolutely loved this show last year. I think one thing that's interesting uh, about this, and we, we've talked about it, uh, you know, a, a little bit as well. Like the in, the other stuff going on in Waiyuga Hall, I, I just love the juxtaposition of these shows. So you have Independent Wrestling uh, TV's Family Reunion is, is is kicking the the day off uh, at 12 p.m. Then you have Bloodsport, and then after that is Interspecies Wrestling Boner Jam Four Balls <laughs> Out, which like the idea of like. Everybody that just got done enjoying blood, and this is maybe the the the, the gift and the curse, or the, the good or the bad of, of WrestleMania weekend, is that you were gonna watch a no rope match with like Frank Mir and Josh Barnett and Minoru Suzuki, and then immediately following that is gonna be Boner Jam four balls out with you know sexy Eddie and Swaggle. Like what? <laughs> like to your point, it's so bizarre, and that maybe is maybe the charm of of Bloodsport is that it feels so different than everything else going on the weekend, right? Do you think that Minoru Suzuki and Dan Severn are sticking around to watch Boner Jam? <laughs> I mean, they're they, there. Might, I they, mean... Might, they, they might end up on Boner Jam. <laughs> That's the thing. They might end up on that show. Um, 
let, let, let me ask you this in comparison to last year. Barnett has intimated that he thinks this year's show, he's going to structure it a little different. It's going to be a little different than last year. When Really, when you look at the talent on both years, last year featured was a little bit heavier on pro wrestlers who have tough guy reputations like Eddie Kingston, Walter, Kyle the Beast. Where this year, you can see that Barnett has skewed more towards real shooters or at least wrestlers that have well-known grappling backgrounds like your Hideki Suzuki's and your Davy Boy Smith Jr.'s to go along with the shooters like Phil Baroni and and uh, and Frank Mir and people like that. So what do you expect to see out of this show in comparison to last year's show? I think this year is going to be way more grappling heavy. And I think like bringing in obviously like Frank Mir is – definitely leaning that direction Hideki Suzuki I mean they're they're running a catch wrestling seminar the day before where the whole like the whole gimmick of it is come learn like Billy Robinson catch wrestling like that's the whole poster Um, and that's Josh Barnett's whole shtick so I think like this one may be a little less striking heavy where I think like that was basically a lot of the Lawler Walter match was hey we're just gonna stiff each other like crazy I think you might see a little less like emphasis on the knockout side of the blood sport it might be a little more grappling heavy this year I think that may be the way that this will differ from Matt Riddle's version last year yeah, that was kind of my fear coming in, just seeing the names. Because I thought last year's show was really cool. It was the first show of the weekend. It was a great way to start the weekend. That Lawler-Walter match, I think oh that kicked God. off the show. So great. And it was it was awesome, you know? But yeah, I, I'm, I agree with you 100%. I look at this. I look at who's running it. I look at the people that he brought in. And I think it is going to be uh, more uh, leaning towards the grapple-heavy side of things. So I, I completely agree. Even, even some of the – look at the pro wrestlers – like Jonathan Gresham and Davey Boyd Smith Jr. and Simon Gotch. These are all guys who have grappling credentials, you know, not necessarily, you know, uh, MMA backgrounds with with uh, striking and whatnot. All right, so I'm going to go over the card right now, and then we're going to do uh, the, the gimmick where we're going to ask you about the shoot fight as well. So Joe, Joe's going to lead you through the shoot fight <laughs> portion of the show, but uh, just kind of give you guys an idea of what is going on on, uh, on Barnett's Bloodsport. You have Simon Gotch and J.R. Kratos, Minoru Suzuki versus Josh Barnett. That's going to be presumably your main event. Uh, Frank Mir versus Dan Severin, Killer Cross versus Davey Boy Smith Jr., Hideki Suzuki versus Timothy Thatcher, uh, and other confirmed talents uh, at, at the time of this recording, Jonathan Gresham, Andy Williams, Masha- Masashi Takeda, Dominic Greeny, Phil Baroni, and Tom Lawler. So, all right, Joe, lead them through the gimmick here. Let's have okay, a shoot so, fight, baby. Let's go. Barnett so here's comes how, to the backstage. So Barnett's backstage is going, guys, new idea. We're shooting tonight. <laughs> so here's how we'll do it, uh, Jeremy. Give us your quick thoughts on how you think a worked fight between, you know, these, these guys will work out. And then tell us who you think would win a legitimate shoot fight if they get mad at each other and, this, <laughs> and, 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 and it breaks into a shoot. Tell us who you think would win a shoot fight, but tell us who you think would win a shoot fight in 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 April of 2019, okay, we're yeah. not going back 20 years in time for Dan Severn. We're not giving him any breaks here. <laughs> Who would win the shoot fight today? So let's start with Hideki Suzuki versus Tim Thatcher. How does that look on paper as a worked fight, and who would win a shoot? I, I really, I feel like the worked fight and the shoot fight here are both going to look about the same, and they're probably both going to bore me to tears. <laughs> uh, 
they're probably both going to be very grappling heavy, both going to, uh, they're going to hit the mat and they're going to roll around for a while. Uh, and then eventually somebody's going to grab a hold and they're going to go home. Uh, that's pretty much what's going to happen. Fell asleep here. Having you describe. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is without question. Would you say without question, this is the, if you're a grappling nerd, this is your jam on this show. Maybe here's the thing though. Like for me, like with Timothy Thatcher, there's just something that like I watch it and it should be up my alley because I'm a huge MMA fan. And like I really can get into like I can watch a Damian Maya or a Fabricio Verdum or like or a Frank Mir, like these dudes that go out there and are very grappling heavy in their style uh and really enjoy it. Timothy Thatcher has never done anything for me. And I think there's just, there's not like, there's no violence to his grappling in the ring. Like, I just don't believe any of the holds he's putting people in. It's just kind of this like float over kind of, I, I don't know. There's just like this easy breezy ness to it, which you can't say about Hideki Suzuki, which makes me think that, shoot fight he's definitely winning that like there's no question about it in my mind he's gonna probably grab a kimura and that's gonna be the end of that all right so suzuki would win the shoot fight uh guessing with barnett booking this he's winning the match as well oh most definitely okay so but this would probably be the match where a lot of this stuff is going to go over a casual observer's head because they're going to be doing transitions and counters that people just aren't going to grasp and here's another thing, too, is that hopefully they got better commentators this year because last year, a lot of this was going over their head as well. Like, I see. Okay. There were a lot of times where guys were doing things that like the commentators were calling and just had really it didn't seem like they knew what they were watching. Um, which was a little bit frustrating, which like I kind of get, but like if this is the show where you're bringing in guys to do this kind of thing, like I mean, sort of apropos, Josh Barnett would be the perfect commentator for this show because he's going like you need a guy like that that's going to be able to say, Hey, he's putting him in this hold and it's putting pressure on this thing, and that can lead to this, or it's opening up this pathway for this other submission, which could lead him down this pathway. You need somebody like that, like a Joe Rogan or someone that can sort of walk you through that. Maybe they can dig Eddie Bravo out of mothballs or something, bring him out there for this, tell him there's some chemtrail seminar he can go to or something. <laughs> it's an interesting point, though, because I was there live, so I had no idea what the commentary was like, but that's a, that's a real interesting point you make. But uh, we move on here. We have Killer Cross, who I know nothing about any kind of credentials he has worked or otherwise in terms of uh, uh, grappling against Davy boy Smith jr. Who does legitimately compete in grappling competition and he's fucking huge. So uh, break down this one work then shoot. Yeah. I mean, I think this may be one of the matches where you actually do get some of the striking um, just because you see that from some of Cross's matches. Like, you know, I haven't seen a ton of his stuff, but from what I have seen, you know, like he's, He's out there with the kick pads. He threw that's part of his style and whatnot. And so, you know, you could see a little more of the give and take on the feet with these guys. And so that should be fun. Like, I honestly think this may be one of the better matches on the show. Well, I mean, especially with some of the other matches that they've announced so far. Um, 
you know, who knows what the other matches they'll make with the talent they've got, but this should be a lot of fun. Um, I think this will be pretty good. Um, no, I, I would imagine like Davy boy, I know is good friends with Josh Barnett. So I would imagine he's probably winning this one, um, in a shoot fight here. Uh, yeah, I gotta go with Davy boy just because he's enormous and he actually has training. I don't imagine that killer cross does, um, and so, yeah, you always go with the wrestler when in doubt you pick the wrestler. So I'm going with Davey boy. Uh, Joe, quick question for you. Cause killer Cross is he's pretty, you know, he's pretty pushed in a lot of different promotions. Like, is there a oh, possibility yeah. that some of these promotions say, no, 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 he's not losing. But like you, Jeremy's right that like Davey boy to me, if I was picking and, and knowing who's producing the show, I would assume Davey boy Smith is going to win. But like, you know, if I'm killer cross or I'm one of the promotions that books killer cross, like, I don't, you know, this is one of these old school, like Japan things where like, do I want him losing like a work shoot fight? Like he's, he's well, like, I would our say, champion. Like, I, no. I see what, I see what you're saying, but he, I, he's not a title holder in impact. And I don't think impact really cares. And I don't think AAA gives a shit. I mean, I know he gets a monster push in AAA, but I, they don't strike me. You know, I don't, I don't think they're going to be calling up Josh Barnett. And right. They might not, they might not be aware of the show's even happening. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't think it really, but he, you're right though. He does get like a legitimate Superman push in AAA where he's an unstoppable monster. So, um, you know, who knows you, you bring up, that's another excellent angle. I didn't think of, you never know. As we move on to uh, Frank Mir and Dan Severn. Now, before you break this one down, I got some thoughts. We have no idea if Frank Mir is going to be good in a worked environment. A lot of times, if you, especially if you followed pro wrestling in the 90s, a lot of these guys who looked intimidating and looked cool and had some charisma in a cage lost all of that charisma as soon as they were in a work setting and just didn't know what to do in a work setting and just weren't very good at it. So he's a big unknown. Dan Severn, everyone loves him. He still looks like he's 35. He still rocks the mustache. But last year, he didn't look so hot at WrestleMania weekend. He looked terrible in, in the Janela Battle Royal with the spot he did with uh, Alabama Doink. Can't even believe I'm saying that out loud. And he didn't look <laughs> so hot at Bloodsport either in terms of just his ability to move around at this point. So I feel like this has train wreck potential if Frank, because Dan Severn's the kind of guy who needs a good pro wrestler to lead him through anything watchable. Break this one down for us, uh, both work and shoot. Well, I mean, work, this is a train wreck. Um, I mean, Frank Mir hasn't really shown up motivated for any of the MMA fights that he's been in in the past four years. So I can't imagine he's showing up motivated for this pro wrestling match in New Jersey on a random Thursday for him. Like he doesn't know that this is WrestleMania weekend and that that's a big deal that he should care about. This is just a random like goofy thing that Josh Barnett asked him to come do in some bingo hall. Like he doesn't know what this means. He doesn't care. He just thought, hey, this is a thing to come do with Dan Severn that he thought might be fun. This is going to be ugly. Um, <laughs> there's just no two ways about it. This is probably going to hit the mat and they're going to roll around and Frank Mir is going to pretend that he can't just tap Dan Severn at any moment. And then eventually he'll tap Dan Severn and then they'll like bow to the crowd and people will be like, hey, we saw Frank Mir. Uh, and then that'll probably be that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's going to be that, uh, I mean, it, Frank Mir is coming off a loss to Javi Ayala, who's a guy that I 
had never heard of before in Bellator. He looked terrible, looked completely unmotivated. And if you can't get motivated to beat a guy that you should definitely beat, I don't know how you get motivated to come wrestle at this wrestling event you've never heard of. Um, in a shoot fight, still, I mean, he he hits the mat with Dan Severn and submits him. If it doesn't hit the mat, he knocks him out very easily. You got to think he did end up losing that fight in the second round by a TKO, but still he beats Dan Severn pretty easily in uh, 2019. Like within seconds, either way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean he's just an old man who, who, who can't move. All due respect to the man. He's a hall of famer, but almost definitely. Yeah, he can't move anymore. When was Severn's um, last actual shoot fight? I, I, I'm not an MMA fan, so I don't know. But when, when did he? I mean, because he went the wrestling, but did he? Did he go back to MMA ever, or was that kind of it? Uh, he did. I think. Let me see here. His last MMA fight was 2012. Holy shit! Okay, <laughs> it was a win. He got a decision. Win okay, well then I don't know, guys. I think you're, I think I don't know. I got my money on Dan the Beast. That his one hundred one nineteen and seven. I got yeah. my money on Dan the Beast, guys. All right. <laughs> you should take, not take I'll, that money. I'll, I'll take that action. I'll take that action right now. I am a gambler. I got a one hundred one. 101, 19, and 7. Yeah, all right. Let's do this. All right, so let's quickly do Simon Gotch and J.R. Kratos. Gotch is a guy who does incorporate some grappling into his wrestling ever since he's left WWE. We didn't see much of it there. But in MLW and other places, he fancies himself as a grappler. He is trained to some degree. So some people may not understand when they see this name if they haven't seen him post-WWE, but uh, he kind of knows what he's doing. I don't don't know much myself about J.R. Kratos. Break this one down for us. Uh, so J.R. Kratos is a guy out on the West Coast who is just one of those like really big jack bald dudes, basically. Like you've seen a bunch of those guys. Every territory's got a couple. There's really not much else to say about that. Like you've seen a bunch of those dudes. He's one of those dudes, and Simon Gotch is a lot smaller than him. So in the shoot fight, that's really easy. There's weight classes for a reason, and J.R. Kratos would murder him. Uh, the actual like match that's going to happen at Bloodsport, I have no idea what this is going to look like. Um, Simon Gotch, like, I don't know. Does he have any actual like grappling background, or did he just call himself Gotch because he has the funny mustache? Well, he claims he does. I've heard him say in shoots and stuff that that you know he's a practitioner of uh, grappling and whatnot. So, who knows what level he's at or any of that? I mean, you know that I wouldn't know. Yeah, I this one's kind of a question mark for me because I don't really like I the one match of Kratos that I watched. I saw it was him and Cobb, and like it wasn't really that grappling heavy. It was just kind of like a hoss match, but he. This guy's not having a Haas match with Simon Gotch, who's just this tiny little... Maybe he will have a Haas match with Simon Gotch, and that'll be like a comedy spot on the Bloodsport show. I don't I don't really know what to expect Got- from this one. Gotch has put on some weight. I, he's I, still I, really not, short, though, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like... He's, he's a little deceptive in that. You know when somebody leaves WWE, and then you're like, whoa, they're bigger than I thought? He's kind of got that going on for him a little, a little bit. bit. Um, and he did put on some weight. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe it won't look, maybe it won't be the big man, little man comedy thing. Uh, but I know nothing about Kratos. So I'll have to take your word for it that he's a monster. And it, it seems like he might be a guy booked here just cause he looks like a badass. Yeah. 
And as far as you guys were asking about uh, about, about Gotch, as far as I can tell, he's only been a pro wrestler. He he his initial because when he was Ryan Drago or, or Drago, I forget yes. exactly how yes. I pronounce it. He was like a George Hackenschmidt. So I think he's only like played grappling characters as yeah. a wrestler. But I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't really able to find any background of him actually doing any actual grappling. So yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this is the least shoot fighty of the shoot fights, for sure. I mean, he says he practices it on an amateur basis and he was in Tom Lawler's faction in MLW and he did some, you know, he does some grappling based pro wrestling, but again, I can't, you know, I, I have no idea his level of experience or whether it's just bullshit. You know, he is a pro wrestler could just be a gimmick he's taken on for all I know. But, uh, and then what we presume will be the main event. I don't think, you know, this one needs any kind of introduction. Everyone knows the credentials here. Uh, Minoru Suzuki and Josh Barnett. So give it to us. I am so hyped for this match. Like I, I don't. This probably isn't going to be the best match of the weekend, but this might, when it's all said and done, be my favorite match of the weekend. People sleep on Josh Barnett, but like in the right doses, in the right spots, Josh Barnett's actually pretty freaking good at this pro wrestling thing. And him versus Minoru Suzuki is sort of like this is the sweet spot for Josh Barnett to do his thing. It's against a guy that he adores in an environment that is absolutely fine-tuned for him to be perfectly Josh Barnett. Um, this should be incredible. Uh, these two dudes are going to go out there and have an incredible match. This is going to be awesome. I cannot wait for this. This is going to be unbelievable. This will be the match of the show for sure. It's going to be amazing. I have no idea who's going to win here. Probably Suzuki. I would imagine Barnett's, you know, he's got enough of the old wrestling mentality in him here that, you know, he's going to go ahead and put Suzuki over and do the right thing. Um, in a shoot fight here, Suzuki was a couple weight classes below him when they both uh, did, you know, when they were both MMA fighters. And so even though Josh Barnett's fallen on some hard times here in his own MMA career as of late, I got to give him the nod just because he's so much bigger than Suzuki that I got to say probably Josh Barnett. I think he's just he's too big. He's too big. And Suzuki hasn't actually had a real fight in quite a long time. The guys that Suzuki was fighting, it's like Frank Shamrock. And the only time he's getting in the news lately is when he's locking dogs and trunks of cars or whatever he's doing these days. And so, you know, Josh Barnett all day. Yeah, Barnett's just younger, bigger, stronger. You know, so I mean, I I, I agree with you. I think he would smother and be. I know that breaks people's hearts. But, yeah, a lot uh, of people are very upset by that. <laughs> that's all right, <laughs> myself included. But that's all right. Truth hurts. Yeah, it it, it does. But uh, as far as these other talents, you know, we don't have matches for them right now. But uh, uh, Jonathan Gresham, Andy Williams, Masashi Takeda, <laughs> Tom Nicarini, Phil Baroni, and Tom Lawler. I think that's a uh, an interesting one there. Who? Uh, let's let's say there's a Royal Rumble between those, or a Rumble. Uh, who comes out ahead in 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 uh, in the shoot fight? And and yeah, any any sort of ideas there of what sort of matches could work for those guys. Masashi Takeda seems kind of like, I don't know, he seems kind of on an island at, at this point right now in that blood sport because everybody else kind of has a feel and then there's Masashi Takeda who, you know, probably going to have a death match, right? He's not, he can't have a, a grappling match or maybe he can. I don't know. We'll see. I think it was yeah. just a, to book a cool badass, I think is what they did. Yeah, for sure. Well, like, So why don't I we mean, do it this way, Jeremy? Do it this way. This will be fun. Um, <laughs> it's probably not going to be fun. <laughs> Matt, what what fight would you book out of that collection of talent not confirmed yet? If you had the, if you had the pencil, yeah. Well, I mean, number one, I would book Tom Lawler and Jonathan Gresham. That's like right away. That's the thing that jumps out at me is like that match. I think would be great. Um, 
I think they would go out there and they would just have a great match. Like, I don't know as though that's ever happened before. I can't think of it. Um, and I think they would just go out and they would probably have a great match. Um, I think I would probably, I'm a big fan of taking guys that probably aren't going to have a good match and putting them together just so that you minimize the amount of bad matches that you have. So I would probably put Andy Williams and Phil Baroni together just so you have one just complete disaster. Uh, <laughs> and so it's like, all right, we got the lead singer of this band and then Phil Baroni and let's just mash him up. Let's see what happens here. It's probably going to be weird. And Phil Baroni's going to do something silly. Like, there you go. And so I guess that leaves Takeda and Dominic Garini. And so, all right, let's do it. Maybe <laughs> Takeda does maybe. something weird and we bring the blood to blood sport. All right, good on you, Dominic Garini. Maybe you get to become a star. Like, let's go. All right, Jeremy, uh, any final thoughts on uh, blood sport before we move on to our uh, other show here? I don't think so. No, I just my only regret with Bloodsport is that I'm an idiot and I booked a doctor's appointment literally during the show. So I'm oh, gonna be avoiding no. uh, Twitter and everything as it's happening and then rushing home to watch it as soon as I get back. But uh, I'm pumped. This is like one of the shows I'm looking forward to the most all weekend. I just kind of give you an idea. We, we've been doing this as well. Uh, shows running up against it uh, as well as you got Destiny and Fight Club Pro. They're running at 3 p.m. You got uh, WXW running at 4 p.m. So WXW is the direct uh, competition here for blood sports. Uh, that's pretty much it. Otherwise, then you got to go all the way to um, 7 p.m. then for uh, MLW. And then, as we said, uh, if you're hanging around uh, <laughs> White Eagle Hall, you get some Boner Jam. Uh, Boner Jam 4 falls out. So if you want to hang around there, you can do that. Or if you're, you're buying on Fight TV or whatever, you got a nice little... Uh, <laughs> come down from blood sport it is interspecies boner jam for uh balls out but anyway that is <laughs> blood sports josh Burnett's blood sport one of my most anticipated matches of the weekend too or my most anticipated shows of the weekend too i am going live i'm going with an mma fan who's all in on this and and, and i'm pretty excited because last year's blood sport uh, and, and joe kind of talked about it a little bit like to me i enjoyed like i'm with you jeremy that it's like a weird placement this year last year i love the placement though because it just shook everything to the core like immediately like that you, you you get ready you're like all right wrestlemania weekend here we go and then it's just fucking walter and tom Waller killing each other and there's no ropes and everyone's just screaming and you're like let's go baby and that was probably my most favorite show last year so i'm really excited to see how this year uh, how it follows up but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited about that but let's move on to the next show here uh friday april 5th WWN Super Show is the Mercury Rising, the annual Mercury Rising show from WWN, uh, taking place at Laboom at 3 p.m. Uh, live stream is available via the Fight Fest package. All right, uh, Jeremy, before we go match by match, uh, anything stand out to you on the show, or what are your, kind of your overall thoughts of uh, Mercury Rising this year? I was fully prepared to come on here and totally just bury this because, like, when we were, we, you know, we had in the Slack, like, the option, you know, for people to jump on and pick shows that they wanted to come on and preview. And no one wanted this because there were no matches announced and it was just sort of this just wasteland of like, well, there's a super show, but we don't even know who's going to be on it. And I was like, all right, I'll jump on and bury this heap of trash. And now looking at it, I'm like, you know what? This show's actually pretty freaking good. Like, I'm not going to lie. They kind of pulled it together. The promotion of it is kind of a dumpster fire and we can totally bury that. But the show, now that it's actually come together, they they kind of did it. Like this is, this is a pretty solid show. It's kind of an interesting, like, uh, you know, microcosm of the state of the indies right now, now that everything has been rated by everybody and their brother. But like, as far as who's available, like, 
they've done a pretty good job of cobbling together a show that you actually can with the people that are available. Uh, Joe, your thoughts on the uh, WN Super Show? Yeah, I mean, it took WWN a long time to announce anything for either this or the Evolve show. And I kept telling people, patience. Because you knew these cards at the end of the day were going to be good because they have access to their own talent. They had access to DDT's talent. They had access to WXW's talent. And they had access to WWE's talent. These shows were going to come together and they were going to be some of the stronger shows on paper over the course of the whole weekend uh, by accident, even if you totally screwed it up, which they didn't. Because as Jeremy noted, this card looks really strong on paper. This looks, this is definitely in the top probably quarter of shows on paper uh, for what we know so far on the entire weekend. I think uh, Gabe and the WWM people, um, it took them a while and the promotion stinks. There's no question. They're not getting the word out well, but they did a tremendous job, I think, putting the show together when it finally did come together. Yeah, and, and that was kind of a point of contention, like like Jeremy said, when we were discussing the show, and I, I put it out there, and nobody wanted to preview it, nobody wanted to talk about it, because we didn't really know what was going to happen this 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 weekend, but we all kind of looked at it and said, well, geez, they got DDT guys, they got WXW guys, they have their talent roster, like, it has all the potential to be pretty good, and I think they really did a decent job with this year's Mercury Rising, because it, it, it does feel like an amalgamation of all these different promotions. And that's what Mercury Rising usually is. No, is it like one consistent story through the entire show? No, it's not that. There's not really a theme. It's just kind of like, hey, here's everybody that came from under this banner all working a show. And there's like these matches and, and matchups and, and guys in the ring that they would they would never be in the ring together other than like a Mercury Rising. And it leads to some fun, you know, searches later in years when you go, oh yeah, I forgot like that guy and that guy were in the ring at like a Mercury Rising show. And I think this one sort of checks that box again this year. Is It's just like, it's just a lot of like a, a random collection of talent, but but I think a very good collection of talent ultimately. Yeah, there were a couple of matches that you had to make if you were Gabe. And he nailed two of them on this show. One match you had to make at some point over the weekend was JD Drake versus Kazusada Haguchi. I mean, everyone looked at those two guys and said, if you have a chance to put them those guys together, you got to do it. And they did. And the other match that they absolutely had to make was the Skulk versus a DDT team. And we've got that on this show too. So from that perspective, um, they really nailed both of those. You've got your Shine match that you have every year, your FIP match that you have every year, which looks like an interesting match. And, um, you know, up and down the card, I mean, everything here is at minimum uh, fairly interesting. Uh, Jeremy, any matches that stand out to you initially or ones that you look at and go, oh, that's that's pretty interesting to me? Yeah, I mean, the uh, the Skulk six-man, definitely. You know, that's probably the main event, I would imagine. Um, that looks super interesting. The other six-man as well. I'm For whatever reason, I'm a huge Eddie Kingston mark and, so, and Shane Strickland as well. And then that team, WXW team. I mean, it's like if you're going to grab WXW guys, I mean, they grabbed the guys that you would want on that show they grabbed the two champs and they grabbed the guy that just won the tournament like those are the guys you would want those are the guys that they got they threw them all in that match and then for some reason joe gacy's there too and so you know (laughs) you've got like that match that should and then jd drake and haguchi like that you know just two dudes just slapping each other in the chest it's gonna be a great time like those three matches up top like are all super strong like that should be a really fun show just on the way to those three matches alone 
Let me let me go through the matches here, and then Joe, I'm going to ask for your matches that are kind of standing out here. So we got a winner gets a WWE in contract elimination match. I like the elimination match aspect of that. Uh, Colby Carino, John Silver, Harlem Bravado, Anthony Green, Barrett Brown, and Question Mark. Uh, so that's a pretty fun one there. Poor Harlem Bravado, just give the man a contract. You know, what I mean, like he's been there forever. Like, he works. He works every show anyway. Like, what does he need the contract for? I, I don't know. Poor guy. If I'm Harlem Bravado, I'm like, oh come on, man. Just like, why do I have to be in this match? Like, you know, I get some of the other guys, but it's not, geez, I'm there every week. But uh, Darby Allen, Priscilla Kelly versus an Austin Theory and Brandy Lauren, uh, your full impact pro match. You got Anthony Henry uh, versus Absolute Andy. You have a Shine Championship match. Allison K defending against question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, WWN Championship match. JD Drake versus Suguchi, as we mentioned. Uh, Eddie Kingston, Joe Gacy, and Shane Strickland versus Team WXW's Lucky Kid, Marius Al Anai, uh, and Bobby Guns. And then your main event, uh, the Skulk, Air Fox, Leon Ruff, and Adrian Alanis versus Daisuke Sasaki, Tetsuya Endo, and Soma Takao. So, Joe, what should those kind of stand out to you? What's maybe your match that you're most looking forward to? And then maybe a sleeper match that, that I listed there that maybe I blew through that, that might be a little bit better than we think. Yeah, the six-man, like Jeremy said, has a chance to be bonkers. And the other six-man looks good, too. And Kingston, Gacy, and Strickland, you know, are, are, are a faction now in Evolve, the big heel faction that the main events are going to be centered around moving forward. So that explains Joe Gacy's presence. Um, and we already talked about Drake and Higuchi. I mean, you look at those two rosters, that's a match you had to make. But if I'm looking down card, uh, I think that elimination match, you know, I think they're just going to go out there and have a bonkers match. You know, I don't know who they're going to add to it. But I like pretty much everybody in that thing. And uh, the other match I would have circled is Anthony Henry against Absolute Andy. That is a potential show stealer. Anthony Henry's been doing great work. And uh, Absolute Andy's a guy from the WXW side. I look up and look, this card has a chance to be one of the best shows of the weekend if it delivers what it has on paper. Um, and I, and, 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 you know, I, I don't know how you, Rich, how do you feel about that? No, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. I think, you know, th- there's really no, I mean, the worst match that I see there, there, there's maybe two matches that I see, but, but both of those have the potential to be pretty good too. Like a Darby Allen, Priscilla Kelly uh, versus Austin Theory and Brandy Lauren, like that doesn't look great, but like Darby Allen's one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. And, and Priscilla Kelly is pretty solid as well. And Austin Theory is, is good. So like that has a chance to be pretty fun. And that's probably just going to be kind of a, a, a sideshow match too, a little kind Darby, of Darby will deliver. Darby. Yeah, exactly. Darby will fall off something high and, <laughs> and bleed or something. So it's just Allison you, K. It's just Allison K doesn't have an opponent yet. Yeah, so. that's about it. So that's the only one that like I really look at. That's the match that I definitely look at and go, yeah, that's that's probably not going to be very good. But like the winner gets a contract. Like I'd be down on that if it was just a scramble match. But the idea of it being an elimination match, I'm into. I, I like the idea of like multi-person elimination matches because it's going to be that much cooler when it gets down to those final two. And you know they're working for a contract. And then yeah, pretty much that's it. Like that's the entire card there. So I like that it's compact. I like that there's not a you know 15 matches because then you can you can get a little thin there where there's nothing thin here. Like JD Drake and Huguchi makes a ton of sense. And as Jeremy said, it's just two dudes slapping the hell out of each other. I'm in for that. Uh the Kingston, Gacy, and Strickland. I mean, th- th- those guys are great. And uh, and then Lucky Kid uh and, and, and Team X WXW, the Maurice Alanon and, and Bobby Guns. I mean, that's a fun team as well. And that main event speaks for itself. I mean, the Skulk is one of my favorite, you know. Uh, groups going in, in in the indies right now. I think they're awesome. The crowds are always into them, and and, and frick, it, it, you know, Air Fox is 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 you know in charge of it, so you know that's going to be good stuff. And then that that team DDT, you know, for people that don't follow DDT or whatever, I mean, those are those are dudes, man. You know what I mean? Like those guys, it's Sasaki, it's Endo, and it's Sakao. Like those are dudes on the on the DDT roster too. So it's not like they just grabbed the random assortment of DDT guys and said, yeah, there you go. Like those are really good guys. They're they're guys that are in the units, of course. They're in Damnation or whatever. So like that's cool. Like that is going to be a super fun main event and a super fun show. Like. I, I kind of came into it too, being like, oh yeah, super show, whatever. But 
going through up and down this, like, yeah, it has the chance to be a really good show. And it feels like it's probably going to be about like, you know, two, two and a half hours of compact action with pretty much everything being good. Yeah. The one other thing I'll say is there's a lot of shows this weekend that are poorly booked. And, you know, uh, listen, people listening to these previews, we've probably buried a few already. This was booked tremendously. It's like you they almost nailed it perfectly. Every, you know, the right people are against each other. And um, this is one of the rare shows on this weekend that is just booked to the letter the way it should have been. So, um, I, I, you know, a tremendous, tremendous job there uh, setting up these matchups. Uh, Jeremy, anything else on the uh, the Super Show? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, even something like Darby Allen and Priscilla Kelly against Austin Theory and Brandy Lauren, like, you know, that's even coming off like a hot sort of angle off mm-hmm. the last Evolve show, right. like where there was Priscilla Kelly and Brandy Lauren had a match where, you know, Kelly wins with like a cheeky little roll up and then Brandy Lauren just like freaks out on her. And then Darby Allen like runs out and sort of like confronts her. And then I don't really know how Austin Theory got involved in this whole thing, but he's kind of like just tossed in there. Like the way they had sort of set it up, it would have made way more sense for Anthony Henry to be involved in it. But I understand that, you know, he needs to be in the FIP match, but I don't know. But like even that match, like it's like, okay, like after watching that Evolve match, I was kind of like, all right, like I'm even kind of in on that mixed tag match now. Like this whole card top to bottom now with that shine match like is that the allison k's opponent is that determined or like are we waiting for the results of something on a shine show for that or is that just they haven't made an announcement yet i i don't follow shine so i could i can't answer that i don't think rich is gonna be able to answer yeah i don't know let me try to look it up real quick i mean there's no other shine match it's not like earlier in the weekend there's like a shine match and they don't want to give it away um i think i don't think they're running until wrestlemania weekend they just ran they ran last weekend and she got caught in bad weather and didn't even make the show see that's yeah that's what i thought so i have no idea yeah i don't think they're running anything between now and and uh and wrestlemania weekend so maybe i i don't know maybe they're just trying to find someone uh for the spot or, or maybe it's a big giant surprise but probably i mean i guess they, i don't know yeah it's it's, it's, it's oh yeah shine's as- not even running wrestlemania right 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 so, yeah for the I first time in a while so at least as of this recording they didn't have an opponent for her so um i don't know hmm. yeah maybe it's a i don't know <laughs> i can speculate away but uh who knows? Yeah, a bad idea. A bad idea. not a great idea we have no clue <laughs> right. let's just be honest about it <laughs> uh anyway all right so that was the WWN super show of course going on friday april 5th 3 p.m from laboom just kind of give you an idea guys of what's going on uh as well uh, at that time, it is running pretty open. I mean, you got you know have to do Super Show obviously uh, from Laboom, a uh, big competition from Rev Pro UK, uh, as well as Black Label Pro uh, running in New Jersey. Uh, oh, I forget Stardom's on that same time too at 4 p.m. So presumably you got to choose between one of those four. You got to choose Super Show, Rev Pro, Black Label Pro, or Stardom. Which I think that's an interesting. Yeah, I did. I forgot that the Stardom one is going on at four as well. So there's not enough of a gap there to kind of check out the Super Show and then also. Uh, go some go see some other stuff later. They have said though that it's going to be, and that's I think the other part about it being a pretty good compact show is that Takeover is going you know at what six fifteen seven or whatever. So they're going to tr- they're going to be done before Takeover, presumably to let people go and and if they're going to go to that Takeover show. So that lets you know that it's not going to be a super long show. But the idea that you got to choose between those four is, is is pretty tricky. I mean, if you guys had to make that choice right now uh, between the Super Show, Rev Pro, uh, Black Label, and 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 Stardom, do you do you have an idea which one maybe you'd, you'd prefer over over the other ones? 
Well, for me, it'd be the super show. But honestly, like that marketing point is one of my big beefs with it is that like this is your super show. And the first thing that they marketed this based on was like, but we'll be done in time for NXT yeah, takeover. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's your super was- show. And your marketing point is, but don't worry, you'll have time to get to other people's shows. Like, come have some. Well, and I understand that like the relationships and the whole thing. And by now, like they're kind of just like a shell company of a shell company of a shell company. But like, come on, man. Like, if it's your super show, then this should be like like make it feel like a super show or what are we doing here joe your rebuttal uh yeah i don't know i i like the lineup i think um if i do end up there this will be the show i'll end up at during that period what were the shows real quick again it's going up against? Uh, the shows real quick uh ref pro uk um, oh okay okay see the that's, tough, that's tough competition there with rev pro see what that's i would probably what i would probably do is go to evolve to get my fix on this crew you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and and then do RevPro in this time slot. So I didn't hear you say RevPro. Yeah, sorry. Time. So yeah, RevPro UK, uh, Black Label, and then Stardom. So yeah, that that's and, and to Jeremy's point too, that is kind of tricky positioning this year where there there were other places I think they probably could have put the show uh and done well. But like, yeah, like you're saying, you're gonna get your if you're if you're looking for a unique thing that you might not ever see, you know, again in, in America, you got RevPro obviously coming, you have stardom coming. I mean, those are both unique promotions bringing some pretty good talent there. Uh and and then you got the super show. So it's tough. Like you said, there's other options and other ways to see a lot of the talent that's on the super show throughout the weekend that I I I could see a lot of people choosing similar to what you would do is like, hey, look, I'll go to Evolve or whatever, and then I'm gonna go to Rep Pro because it's the only chance I'm gonna be able to see Rep Pro or whatever, or I'm gonna go see Stardom because that's the only chance I'm gonna be able to see Stardom. So that's where I think they may put themselves in a little bit of a bad situation. Kind of to Jeremy's point too, is I think they're worried a little bit too much of what was running after them and less so about like, nah, here we go. Like we're at this time and we're putting this show together. So let's go now, let's watch it. But yeah, it it, it is a little strange in, in, in where it's placed. And I could see this being one of the le- you know, despite it being a pretty good card, one of the maybe buzz wise, we could see that the Mercury Rising is not nearly where it was in, in, in prior years, maybe because of, of the positioning uh, on that Friday. But right now, though, like as of this moment, there are only two matches even announced for that Rev Pro show. Right. And there are only three people announced beyond those two matches. And none of those people are like guys that you can never see unless you go to this Rev Pro show. So it's like there are very actually like this. If you want to talk guys that you only have the chance to see every once in a while, there's more of them on the WWN Super Show. You never get the chance to see DDT guys. That's true. And you get the chance to see them on this WWN Super Show. I can see Minoru Suzuki every so often. You can see him many more times that weekend. You don't get to see the DDT guys all that often unless you go to the DDT show that's also happening this weekend. But like, that's a good point. I mean, yeah. You know, that's just part of the glut of all of these shows that are happening this weekend. It's like if you, I mean, if people would actually announce cards that are <laughs> happening for some of these shows, then maybe you could figure out what shows you actually wanted to go to. Maybe people could sell some tickets. But, um, you know, th- it's like, the whole appeal for some of these companies is kind of lost because all of these guys that it's like, Oh, it's your one chance to see some of these talent. It's not really true anymore. All right. Uh, Jeremy, anything else uh, about uh, the WrestleMania weekend? Like are you, you are not, cause you obviously have a doctor's appointment, like you said, so yeah. you're going to be at the doctor's office. Uh, what's kind of your viewing plan for for that week because you won't be there live but why are you 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 just gonna bunker down from wednesday to sunday like what what's kind of your plan of attack 
Pretty much, yeah. I've got, uh, I'm sorting out, I've got the uh, Fight TV I'm going through and right now just bookmarking all of the events that look interesting to me. Most of the ones that have like the Fight Fest or the Collective, you can also get those all a la carte, which is kind of the move because like, I, you know, there's like a couple of the GCW shows like Bloodsport and like one of the Spring Break shows like look interesting, but I don't want to pay a hundred dollars for all of them so like you can grab just like a couple of those a la carte that's like that's the move and so uh you know just bookmarking the ones that are interesting getting ready for that and then yeah just sort of you know making my path to glory sitting on the couch firing up the apple tv and just <laughs> just going to it are you planning on not leaving the house the entire weekend or you, you do you have like scheduled breaks planned uh, or, or is it just like bunkering down and got all the food in the house and I'm just going to hang here the whole time? Well, I mean, I basically don't leave the house anyway. So, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not really anything new. So, you know, there just happens to be much more wrestling on. So it's actually yeah, it's just, now there's just wrestling on the TV. And so, so, you know, that's just that's that's what I'm doing. Well, I wish you a very happy Bloodsport weekend uh, as well. Uh, Jeremy, anything else you want to plug before we say goodbye? No, just, you know, you can find me on the Twitter and, uh, you know, I'm occasionally making websites. You can find my wares on the website, uh, jeremysexton.net. And, uh, yeah. All right, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us. And you have a very good Bloodsport weekend. And a good Bloodsport weekend to you. (laughs) Feature WrestleMania. All right, take care, Jeremy. (laughs) To you, too. All right, we are back here on the WrestleMania preview. And we have a very special guest this time, Ricardo Gallegos. Ricardo, what's going on? Hello, thank you for having me here. It's this is my uh, audio debut, right? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. Is it your? Have you done any podcast before, or is this no. like a hundred percent the debut? All right, so yeah, we had, uh, we had Neil David too from uh, from the UK. He had his audio debut <laughs> earlier in the series as well. So we're doing a lot of we're, we're breaking down a lot of barriers here uh, with this this previous series. I like it, but uh, Ricardo, <laughs> uh, before I kind of let you get a chance to introduce yourself and 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 give the plugs and all that sort of stuff, I do want to uh, let everybody know that if you have enjoyed. Uh, the WrestleMania schedule and cards, the thing that we have on voicewrestling.com to kind of keep track of the schedule, keep track of the cards, keep track of who's been announced, who's been replaced, who's been moved, all that sort of stuff. Ricardo, you have done God's work with that. You have done an unbelievable job with that. You and Taylor Mainberg have done just unbelievable work trying to keep that thing together. I'm confused as all hell. I <laughs> Sometimes I throw a tweet in there and it's like, man, I don't remember who's where or what's going on. I mean, like I know a few days ago, as of this recording, we had like 15 changes and then now this guy's off and that guy's there. And, and you've done incredible work with that. So thank you so much. I, I know people listening too. I would love to thank you for that as well. Uh, it's no problem. It's my pleasure. These are also like helping us all out because so confusing so overwhelming so much stuff going around it's, it's giving me anxiety you know it's like what, what is going on with you <laughs> yeah and that's why i think it's glad i'm glad that we really did that this year because yes. in prior years we had had like a schedule or we had kind of been using some other websites but it was like all right look for our own purposes like internally like i just want to know what's on these shows without having to click like 45 different places so that's kind of what you taylor and, and myself have kind of done and uh, and you guys have done incredible work keeping that updated as, as as quickly as you can because like things are changing on a minute by minute basis uh, with this WrestleMania weekend. But uh, all right, we're we're gonna preview some shows here. Before we do that, uh, Ricardo, I want to let you have an opportunity to let people know where they can follow you on Twitter, uh, where they can see some of your work and 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 read some of your work as well. Yeah, sure. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. It's uh, at the underwali, uh, like very tough to spell. Um, also, Paul Bora. If, if you read Spanish, if you speak Spanish, you can read all my works of New Japan reviews, Ring of Honor reviews, uh, Dragon Gate reviews at uh, polvora.com.mx. That's P O L V O R A. And also, 
obviously right here in uh, Voices of Wrestling. I usually do like the triple A's, EMLL. I'm, I try to do as much as I can. You know, if I can do some New Japan, if I can do anything else, I, I'll try to, to work on it too. So um, I think that's it. Yeah, and, and you've done a great job as well with our Lucha coverage because we always have like the Cubs fan from LuchaBlog.com uh, who would do the previews, but then we'd have like nobody to review it ever. And <laughs> it always stunk because I always wanted, like one of the things we always wanted on that website was a lot more Lucha. Like we just, it, 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 there's just no time for Joe and I to really watch it. We'll we'll jump in every so often and do it, but it's like, it's tough to find like uh, someone to review it all the time. So yeah, you've been a great asset uh, in, in terms of doing that and bringing some new lights uh, to Lucha Promotions. But let's uh, let's get over uh, and, and get ready for WrestleMania weekend here. Uh, we're going to start with the WrestleCon Super Show. It's going on Thursday, April 5th, uh, 7 p.m. for the New York City Hilton Midtown. Uh, it is going to be a live stream on the Fight Fest uh, package, also on demand if you want to watch on the High Spots Network. So uh, the WrestleCon Super Show is going to be mostly surprise matches. There's been a few announced. We'll talk about those in a sec. Mostly surprise matches, though. Uh, the ones that have been announced, Will Ospreay versus Bandito, Dragon Lee versus Barbaro Kevinario, uh, Zek Sabre Jr. Open Challenge, uh, and then other confirmed talent, Shun Skywalker, Big R Shimizu, Masato Yoshino, Susumu, Eita, uh, Yamato, Phoenix, Pentagon Jr., Masato Tanaka, Black Taurus, and Jushin Thunder Liger. So, uh, Ricardo, what, what are you kind of expecting from the Super Show? I mean, obviously, we know it's going to be surprise matches, but uh, of the ones they've announced so far, pretty pretty cool there with Will Ospreay and Bandito and then Dragon Lee versus uh, Kevin Ario. Yes, I, I think this, this has the potential to be the, the show of the weekend. I, I am so excited. This is my m- most anticipated show of, of this uh, WrestleMania weekend. I think you're going to have... Uh, this is more of like a celebration of professional wrestling. It, it used to be more of like a celebration of indie wrestling. But right now you have this uh, very dynamic mix of styles. Like you have your lucha with Dragon Lee and Barbaro. You have your uh, legends, Yushin Thunder Liger. There's also always many surprises. You have a technical wrestling with Zack Sabre Jr. Mm-hmm. You have... Um, Again, powerhouses like Black Taurus, like Masato Tanaka, and Dragon Gate guys coming over. I think this is going to be like a fun mix of a comedy, of good, uh, hard, hard-hitting hard style, of high-flying uh, stuff. Th- this is a show that that could surprise everyone, and I honestly, I honestly think it's going to be show of the weekend. Yeah, I really didn't appreciate the show until we've really done this preview. And I'm looking at it like, man, there's a lot of great talent on there. And the one name that really sticks out to me, a guy that I love, like one of my favorite Lucha wrestlers, uh, is Kevin Ario. And I just did a quick little search. And for some inexplicable, he's not booked anywhere else. Like, no, how is no, that possible? What a minute, wait, hold on a minute. How <laughs> oh, is Kevin no. Ario not booked everywhere? Hold on. I'm very upset about this now. But for people that don't know, I know you know Kevin Ario. I know, uh, you know, I've, you know, Joe and I have talked about it a lot on the, on the flagship. But, um, as far as people that don't know Kevin Ario, what can people expect if they say, hey, Dragon Lee versus Kevin Ario? I think most people know Dragon Lee from New Japan and, and, and Ring of Honor and whatnot. And Bandito, I think a lot of people know, obviously, from, from Ring of Honor and All In and all that stuff. But uh, Kevin Ario is a guy who might be a blind spot for some people. What can you sort of let people know? What can they expect with, uh, with Kevin Ario? You can expect absolutely craziness, uh, great <laughs> wrestling. The, the guys. The guy's nuts. Like in ten years, he's he doesn't he will not have any um, knees left because he's always taking these crazy bumps. He's always doing these planches from top uh, top rope. He's very agile. He's very fast, and he, I, I think he's right now uh, the best Mexican wrestler alive. Uh, like he can do a little bit of everything, and also has a great gimmick. I mean, he's a caveman. And he, he throws his spits in the air and he catches it. Uh, and then he does like these weird dances. 
he's uh, very dynamic and I think he can adjust well to any style. And he had a, a match with Dragon Lee already and, and Arena Mexico at, um, it was 3rd of January, I think, of this year. And it was hands down one of the top five lucha matches so far of the year. And I and I expect they're going to top that at WrestleCon Super Show. And I, I think he's going to get uh, pretty over. Some people might not know him, but at the end of the night, this is a guy everyone's going to talk about. I think you, you are going to, if you haven't seen Barbaro, you're going to get blown away. Yeah, because you can't really escape his charisma too. The charisma's yeah. nuts, and then he's going to do like, yeah, like you said, a splash from the from the top rope to the floor, and then you're going to go, oh wait, this guy fucking rocks, and I love this guy a lot. And yeah, him versus Dragon Lee, man, that is a hell of a match there. And and of the matches we have so far, like we have Will Ospreay and Bandito, uh, and then the Dragon Lee versus Kevin Ario. I mean, those are two incredible matches right there. Uh, already announced and and of course you get his Xavier Jr. open challenge I mean depending on whoever takes that uh that tends to be pretty good but yeah I mean the confirmed talent like you said is really good and and unfortunately there's not a ton else to talk about this because it's a lot of surprise matches but uh, uh one of the big names that is no longer there and I kind of wanted to get uh, your thoughts on this is Pac has unfortunately uh, been removed from all WrestleCon events and pretty much all events of WrestleMania weekend because his visa uh, unfortunately did not get cleared but uh how big of a blow is it for you to not be able to see Pac uh, this entire weekend it's horrible. Like I think I have Pac as my 2019 wrestler of the year so far. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, I think he was gonna blow everyone away here too. I, I thought he might be having a match with Jushin Thunder Liger, maybe, and we're gonna talk about it later. He was the, the only good name in the Punkings and Pal Drivers card. It, it's a huge blow for the weekend because we don't have a many stars. Um, or at least many stars booked, you know. <laughs> but um, Pac was, you know, he was a shining light. You know, whatever card he would show up, I think he would have been like the the MVP of that night. But it's it's so sad, like a huge blow to to the indie aspect of WrestleMania weekend. I think. Absolutely, no, I'm right with you there. But uh, otherwise, I mean, there, there's not a whole lot else I'm on the WrestleCon uh, show. Of course, going through on Thursday, mm-hmm. April 5th, as I said, uh, start time 7 p.m. New York City, Hilton Midtown. So now, uh, Ricardo, mm-hmm. before we move on to our other shows, I know you are going to New York for uh, WrestleMania weekend. Uh, what's kind of your plan of attack? Do you have an idea of what shows you're going to go to or what uh, what things are you going to kind of play by ear for some of the shows? I'm, I am going to do some WWE media duties, so I'm waiting for my itinerary to do the junket stuff and all that thing. But I am definitely going to the WrestleCon Super Show. And on uh, Friday, I am waiting for to decide between the Rev Pro or the Stardom shows. Then I'm going to do TakeOver. On uh, Saturday, I'm doing Pankings and Pile Drivers. And then... Uh, at uh, at night, the G1 Supercar. That's like my 100% confirmed oh, yeah. schedule. <laughs> yeah, can't miss that one. And and yeah, like you said, you got uh, you got some press for for, for WWE too. But doing uh, WrestleMania, so that should be pretty cool uh, to to be able to do that and, and go there. But uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty good plan you got there. Uh, I like the idea of maybe not stacking too much. Are you trying to like do as many shows as possible, or are you just trying to go to the ones that you know you're going to enjoy and, and and like? Yeah, I'm. It's weird because I really want to do like a lot of wrestling. But at the same time, I want to get to know New York. I want to walk through mm-hmm. Central Park and all that shtick. So, so I'm kind of still decided. I don't want to uh, work too much on the WWE media stuff. It's very heavy. But I'm, I'm just going to try to relax. And I'm, I think I'm going to spend uh, quite a lot of time at, uh, at Manhattan only. That's, that's my plan, to be honest. 
That's a good one. Yeah, because I unfortunately like I'm you know, I'm going to New this is the first time I'll ever be in New York as well. And I just realized that I have like very few hours to like actually yeah. do anything fun in New York. And I'm like, oh man, like I should really have uh just planned to like actually hang out in New York for a little bit. Like I know you had mentioned maybe trying to go to see like a Broadway show and like yeah, go do all the touristy stuff. So hopefully I'll get a chance to to, to do that. But uh we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. But uh anyway, let's move on to the next show here. Wrestling Revolvers Pancakes and Pile Drivers Three, uh Saturday, April 6th, 11 a.m. from the New York City Hilton Midtown. Uh this is running up against a few other shows too and i should have mentioned actually uh for the uh, the russicon super show let me actually go back to that one real quick uh you got blood sport at 4 p.m so that doesn't run up right there but then you have the mlw tv tapings uh that's at seven of course we mentioned the russicon super show at seven uh nywc's a matter of pride is also at seven and then the uh, interspecies wrestling of course boner jam four uh balls out at 7 30 <laughs> uh ddt at eight so it's a tough little like so so yeah. get that russicon show but i think that that one really stands out yeah. uh, as, as a better wrestling show uh than a lot of the ones it's directly a uh, again so yeah i would i would yeah. see a lot of people going there i, I would recommend you know ldt is gonna be like a very authentic experience sure. mlw has some good stuff but come on it's it's one of the last times you'll ever get to see wrestle live using thunder liger it's one of the few times you would ever uh, or maybe seen in some years dragon gate talent you, you are gonna get lots of surprises uh, a big lucha libre authentic experience in the form of dragon leon barbaro cavernario the best technical wrestler in the world that's Zack saber jr so if you are still undecided i would highly recommend going to the to the super show yeah there's so much good stuff on that show so all right let's actually go back now to uh pancakes, pancakes. pile drivers a show that you said you're gonna go so you're excited about the pancakes you're excited about waking <laughs> up and and doing that uh, <laughs> so here's what we got for this show so we have as you mentioned unfortunately the main event was supposed to be uh Pac versus rich swan now it is question mark question mark question mark versus rich swan so we'll see how that goes we have adam brooks versus matt cross we got falaba versus ace romero versus madman fulton versus larry d versus fatu versus dan maff all right i get my breath uh air fox versus jt done versus ace austin versus sammy Guevara. those are not two ma those are two matches not just one so <laughs> uh those you got ricky shane page versus tessa blanchard uh a wrestling yeah that's not great <laughs> wrestling revolver tag team championship uh it's a gauntlet match i'm actually pretty excited about this one this one looks pretty cool uh xavier and wentz the rascals versus the lucha brothers penta and phoenix uh lex and tano rotiz aussie open uh fletcher and davis uh besties in the world vega and fitchett and then team tremendous uh, Bill Carr and Dan uh, Barry. You also have OVE, Sammy Callahan, Dave Chris, and Jay Chris versus The Unwanted, which is Shane Strickland, Eddie Kingston, and Joe Gacy. Uh, and then Moose versus Brian Cage versus David Starr. So, Ricardo, you are going to the show. Uh, what's what's kind of the hook? What was the reason? And, and maybe is there a match that, that got you excited to go? Uh, and I hope it's not Pac versus Swan. Well, <laughs> it was Pac versus Swan. Like <laughs> the match I wanted to see. Um, oh, it's also because it's like five minutes away from the hostel I'm staying. So it's okay. I get some free pancakes. I get to see this crazy tag team gauntlet. I get to see AR Fox. Whenever I get a chance to see this man, he's one of my favorites ever. But, you know, it's uh, kind of a rough uh, card. There's too many stuff. This is the thing about Pancakes and Pile Drivers. Their stuff is to cram as many wrestlers as possible. Like, last right. year, they had 41 different wrestlers in the show <laughs> <laughs> spread across nine matches. This year, they have 37. <laughs> They're almost... <laughs> it's crazy. I'm... I'm not the biggest fan. I, I was looking forward to you know have a, having a bread with Pac against Rich Swan. Although I, I had a feeling that Pac wasn't going to put too much effort on a show called Punking Sample Drivers. But um, there's a thing some some 
some stuff to enjoy. I think the tag team championship could be fun. You have the Rascals, you have the Lucha Brothers, and but this is the thing about that match. Like the this match has guys that are heavily booked throughout the weekend. Like Lucha Brothers have seven confirmed matches, LX five, Aussie Open five matches, Team Tremendous four matches, the Rascals three matches. So I'm not sure if they're gonna put the effort. You know, I'm scared about that. But I'm gonna keep my hope up. So also, uh, you have a debut star, Brian Cage, Moose. It's a heavy, heavy show. So I'm just gonna try to enjoy it, to, to lay back and uh, let everybody fly and do their do their stuff. Also, this uh, our reserve ticket to Pancakes and Bell Drivers includes admission to the Saturday WrestleCon convention. So that's like a good deal if you're looking to maybe get some merch or you know mm-hmm. see some legends. That's not too bad. And I was hoping maybe to if they added some Dragon Gate talent, maybe luckily Pac will be replaced by Sean Skywalker, but I'm, he's probably gonna get replaced with like the worst <laughs> maybe we can come up with. So <laughs> Swoggle, of course. Yeah. Who, yes, yeah. of course. Who somehow did not make himself on on this show. But yeah, it's uh so just I should mention as well, Fight Fest package uh, to live live stream of this one, also high spots network. Uh, on demand if you want uh, pancakes and pile drivers and yeah it's really not up against a whole lot else it's uh 11 a.m on saturday as we mentioned the only other show that it runs up against is the orange cassidy is doing something uh or whatever show and that's at 12 p.m and then pretty much nothing else until uh, you know at 2 p.m when you got the wwn experience wrap up house of glory uh chaotic wrestling and then it it, kind of it lays low until the g1 supercard everyone's kind of avoiding that saturday morning saturday afternoon so yeah if you're right like if you wake up you know at any decent time like it you know, there's no sense, especially if you're going to be downtown in, in in New York City. There's no, you know, why not go to pancakes and pile drivers? Yeah, get some pancakes, get some get some food in you, get some carbs in you as you get ready for the uh, yeah. uh, the rest of the fun uh, the, the night coming in and, and, and capping off with the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a sweet intergender match between Rickish and Page and Tessa Blanchard. Who doesn't oh want to wake up? Yeah, and see that. Man, that is. <laughs> I mean, there, there's that, like I don't mind Tessa, and and there are times where I don't mind Ricky Shane Page, but. You couldn't pay me to watch that match between those two people. It's just, <laughs> no. I just that's not something I want to see. But yeah, otherwise, I mean, on the show, like you said, there, there's some stuff that's really good, like that Moose Brian Cage David Starr. Like I don't know why it's happening, but no, that'll be pretty good. I mean, it's going to be pretty yeah. solid. The uh, even the OVE, the Callahan Chris, uh, uh, the Callahan and the Chris against the Unwanted, Shane Strickland, Eddie Kingston, and Joe Gacy, uh, that's a potential to be pretty solid. And then the match I really look at is, is the one that really stands out to me uh, is that the, the the gauntlet match with the, you know the Rascals, the Lucha Brothers, the Aussie Open, besties in the world, Team Tremendous. Like there's a lot of really good teams on there so yeah this is a talent like filled card it's just like the matches aren't really the most exciting matchups between the two people or you know between uh the the people so that that that's maybe got me a little apprehensive i mean I, i'm planning on go- doing the orange cassidy show but i was i'm, I'm still on the fence I, I might find myself a pancakes and pile drivers we'll see how the how the day goes but if let me ask you something if um which pack replacement would make you decide to go to pancakes oh man it, like you said it would probably have to be like a, a a dragon gate talent i'm trying to think of who against rich swan would get me in the door um shun skywalker would be pretty solid uh yoshino would be pretty solid i think i would enjoy that i think yamato is facing rich swan yeah, on yeah, the impact in, show. Impact, yeah. so that one yeah i don't need to 
Well, I guess I'm not going to the Impact Show, so Yamato versus Rich Swan. Let's do it. <laughs> but I can finally see it because I can't go to the Impact Show, so that'd be great. I mean, they're obviously uh, not going to do that one, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know that there is a one dude unless it's like Liger. You know what I mean? If like, like Liger's <laughs> in there against Rich Swan, we'll talk. Like then, that sounds pretty good. Uh, but uh, I'm guessing since he's going to be on the G1 show, he won't be doing that. So I don't know that there's one person that's going to necessarily get me in the door. Is is there anybody you're looking at uh, to, to be that replacement? I knew you mentioned Shun Skywalker a little bit earlier. That'd be pretty uh, pretty awesome. But I don't know that. Um, that's yeah. probably just us <laughs> dreaming, and yeah, I don't exactly. know. Exactly, I'm dreaming either Sean or Jiro uh, Kirusha. Uh, you know, he, mm-hmm. he just announced he's gonna be on the weekend. I don't think anybody except the DDT is gonna book him, but maybe like Sami Callahan wakes up one day and says, "You know, I want this guy wrestling against Swan in my pancake show." Yeah, I need Jiro. Yeah, I mean, he would fit in perfectly though. You could have a pancake uh, vest yeah. on, and it'd be it'd be perfect. So would... yeah, they're gonna book Ata, and I'm gonna be very pissed off. So yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> but uh, so that is the Wrestling Revolver Pancakes and Pile Drivers three Saturday, April 6, 11 a.m. on New York City Hilton Milltown. As I said, Fight Fest package as well as the High Spots Network for on demand. Uh, and Ricardo, there's also a show that that a lot of people are kind of shocked about that it got booked and it kind of got booked out of nowhere. But uh, I don't. It, it may, might be pretty good if you're not going to MSG, if you're not going to ROH in <laughs> New Japan. There's a random lucha show going on Saturday, April 6, 7:30 p.m. from Gaucho's Gym, which I would not believe is the real place, uh, but it apparently is. What can you tell us about this random ass lucha show that's going on uh, right head to head with uh, ROH New Japan? This is like a must-see show. If you <laughs> now, this is horrible. Like. I don't know why someone would book this. This is more for like a local Latino crowd, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, but it's just like the random Lucha Libre card with not very good luchadors like Ludimon Jr., Tinieblas Jr., who are very bad, like Ciclón Ramirez Jr. You got very weird names I've never heard about, like like Pasión Cristal and Super Commando. And so this is very expensive too. Like it's 55 above the entrance, <laughs> so <laughs> this is not very, this is not the best idea to go to the Gauchos gym, uh, but if, if you're a fan of Lucha, if you want uh, uh, the nearest thing to a little Lucha Libre experience, you know, th- this card looks like something that would get booked in the, you know, a, a local rural town in a, state fair or something <laughs> right right yeah, you yeah. want that experience this is your thing you know you're, you're gonna get uh, the full aluche you know uh, blue demon this might be fun if you're very very big on lucha but i think you'd be better suited to go to see dragon lee challenge for the iwgp title msg <laughs> yeah so don't, don't sell your uh, msg tickets for uh, for this guy unfortunately yeah who's who's because like yeah, a few of these guys if even if you don't know some of these guys too like no I, like obviously i know blue demon i know i know a little bit of connect uh you know i know a few of these but like man there's some guys on here that like we posted that list, and there were some people that were even like Lucha fans that are like, dude, I don't know who those guys are. So, Rene Guajardo Jr., who the fuck is it? It's not even Kanek, it's Kanek Jr. That's yeah, it. right. right. Even, there's a lot of juniors on this show, so there's definitely a lot of, uh, of sons of great wrestlers. But, uh, yeah, yeah the weird things that like the promoter, I'm in on his Facebook page right now, and he just promotes like the weirdest salsa shows and a banda that's a genre of music in Mexico, you know. He's promoting all the shows, and in the middle of it all, there's a random lucha show happening on, on the WrestleMania weekend. It's it's very weird. Like it it has like three likes on its Facebook page. So 
I don't know who, who will show up, to be honest. Yeah, that's that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, and then do you know anything about, like, uh, the, the lucha scene in, you know, New York City? Is it, is it pretty good? Like, the Bronx, you know, is, is Gaucho's gym, like, a, a consistent lucha spot? Or is it just, like, this random dude running a random gym for no real reason whatsoever? Rich, I, I have no clue, but I can tell you <laughs> this. Like, there's going to be Mexican food, drinks, and toys for the children right here on the flyer, it says. Oh, that sounds good to me. I, I like food and toys. So. <laughs> I don't know anything about the Gaucho Gym or anything about this promoter. And I've heard there's like a good kind of uh, low-key lucha scene in New York, you know, but it's not the same as uh, like L.A. or maybe, yeah, or California. Mm -hmm. New York's more like a subdued thing. But yeah, yeah, don't go, don't go. Just go to Broadway show, please. You're gonna regret it if you go. So yeah, if you're not doing any, if you're not at MSG, then then Ricardo has has you should go to Broadway instead of uh, the uh, the random Lucha Libre, Alfredo, I, whatever Lucha Libre Saturday, April six, Gaucho's Gym, seven thirty p.m. But uh, we know no information about other than the tickets are really expensive, but. Uh, yeah. Don't believe it'll be streaming anywhere and it's not on the uh, the fight fest package either oh. so um all right before we let you go ricardo what are some stuff that uh some matches some shows that you're looking forward to uh maybe a weekend as well maybe ones that we didn't talk about here uh but some stuff you're really looking at um just the wrestlecon super show that's my main thing also us versus the world wrestlecon 2 on a friday morning that's a sleeper show I think I might have the WWE junk, I think, but if I don't, I will be there at US vs. World. Really look at that card. It's a sleeper show. There's some yeah. fun stuff there. And if you can, I, I want to go to spring break, but nobody can get the tickets to the part two. So that's going to be hard to get. Yeah, I've tried too. It's not like, you know, <laughs> like there's, I've contacted direct sources and said, hey, let me give you money to pay, go to the show. But uh, I've heard that they're at like, super capacity for that show so yeah i don't know that there uh anyone's gonna be able unfortunately to get to that show which stinks because i really want to go too but uh doesn't look like yeah. it's happening yeah I, I would try to see as many dragon gate matches as i can like it's those guys are those guys are very entertaining and they're very fun their style is quite different to everybody so i would recommend uh, trying to to see some of their stuff if, if you're in manhattan for the for the weekend that's great stuff. So, Ricardo, thank you again uh, for your help, obviously, getting together the schedule and getting together all the cards. It's been a huge, huge asset to uh, to not only us and, uh, on the staff, but also uh, everybody that I know that's visited uh, uh, Voice of Wrestling. So make sure you uh, you tell Ricardo he's done a great job and, and make sure you follow him on Twitter, uh, which is a good opportunity right now to let you know, again, if you can uh, plug uh, your Twitter account and uh, where people can find some of your work. Sure. It's, again, uh, at the Underwally on Twitter and also Polvora at PolvoraMX on Twitter too. That's where I usually plug my reviews in Spanish. So that's that's a good place to get them. Thank you again, yeah, Ricardo, for uh, for coming on here, doing these previews and getting us all ready for WrestleMania weekend. So thank you so much and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Sure thing. Uh, thank you, Rich. And uh, just say hi if you see us at the uh, any shows at all during mini weekend yes i'm gonna find you and i'm gonna say hi for sure because yeah well, i don't it's the, our schedules are gonna be tough but i think yeah i think there'll be yeah. an opportunity to definitely say hi so yes i hope so all right you have a great one and i'll uh, i'll see you mini weekend see you rich thank you and thanks to everyone 
All right, we'll get back to the WrestleMania weekend preview. But again, I do want to let you know that this episode of the Voice Wrestling Flagship Podcast is sponsored by our friends at ZipRecruiter. And hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash VOW. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards and they don't stop there. Their powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes to find the people with the right experiences and it invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within just the first day. And right now, Voice of Wrestling listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at its exclusive address, ZipRecruiter.com slash VOW. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash VOW. Once again, ZipRecruiter.com slash VOW. ZipRecruiter, it is the smartest way to hire. All right, we are back here on our WrestleMania preview series with the one and only Mr. Joe Gagney. Joe Gagney, what's going on? Not much. What do we spend my birthday? This is your birthday? It is my birthday. Why are you with us? Why are you spending your birthday? Because uh, I'm at the age where uh, it's it's not a, it's not a big deal. It's not oh, something you, well, you like to make it my birthday. I, I'm I gonna go a party. party. I got you a present. Oh boy, it's another Joe. Oh, uh, uh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, we got uh, both of the good family men here. That's right. It is not. It is not my birthday though. Yeah, but Joe did pop out of a birthday cake naked. Um, one of those two things is correct. All right, let's uh, go to this. Talk about being inside baseball. Jeez. Yeah. No um, hi, Joe. No one, how are you? No one knows. Joe, Joe Gagne. I don't care how Joe is. Joe Gagne, how are you? I'm super. Get excited. Uh, all, right. all right, let's talk about a few of these shows here. Before we do that, though, I uh, do want to let people know, obviously, Obviously, you could follow uh, Joe Gagne on Twitter at Joe Gagne. He is the host of the Five Star Match Game here on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. And Joe, uh, anything else you want to plug or get out of the way before we get to this Chikara and Kadic wrestling action? No, that, 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 that'll do it. All right. So, okay. So, and, and wish him a happy birthday, too. It'll be late. By the time you listen to this, it'll be like two weeks after his birthday. But I, I think it's still at Joe Gagne. Just tell him happy birthday. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll enjoy it nonetheless. So, all right. So let's get to these two shows here. We're talking about Chikara and Chaotic Wrestling's Chaos for a Cause. I will start with Chikara. Uh, they're going on Friday. Uh, Chikara, once upon a beginning, start time is 12 p.m. at White Eagle Hall. Uh, in New Jersey, you can also do uh, live streams. If you're not going to be there live, you can watch it on independentwrestling.tv. You can watch it on Fight TV. And it is also part of the Fight TV uh, collective package as well. But, Joe, before we kind of break down the card, uh, overall, what are your thoughts on uh, on, on Chikara's representation uh, this this uh, go-around for us many weekend? I think they did a good job. There's some uh, They brought in some names, which they don't tend to do too much these days, or a couple... You know, uh, names that aren't going to show up. A couple names from the past, a couple names from overseas, and they're building, uh, you know, basing off a couple storylines. So it's it's about as good a, a card as I'm going to put together these days. Yeah, that's kind of a similar thought that I have. And I know, uh, Joe, I haven't, uh, Joe Lanza, I haven't asked here. This can be tough to do this. I'm usually just used to like saying, hey, name. But, uh, uh, you know, we, we haven't talked about this card yet, but like ultimately, like, yeah. It, it, I, you know, I have other things and I'm, I'm not going to be there live for the show because there's some other stuff up against it that, that I'm going to be doing instead. But uh, it's not a bad. I mean, like Joe Gagne said, like in, in terms of like Chikara cards these days, like I think they did a pretty good job with this weekend. It feels authentic while it also still has, I think, pretty good talent from top to bottom. You should go with Blackjack and Vern. That'll help you. Separate. Blackjack and Vern. OK, there we go. <laughs> which one's Blackjack and which one's Vern? Well, I know, they, I'm joking. I know. I know. I'm joking. Jeez, I, I don't know if I have to explain that to you. Um, <laughs> For Kanye and Blackjack Lanza. I got you. But yeah, no overall thoughts on uh, on this uh, Chikara uh, talent lineup. Yeah, listen, 
as our listeners know, we haven't actively followed Chikara for a number of years. Okay, so I have no clue what's going on storyline wise or booking wise. But like you, I look at this show and I do see a number of talents who I think are um, are excellent talents. And you know, Airwolf is being booked by everybody, and they're bringing Airwolf in here. A Kid is being booked by everybody, and they're bringing A Kid in here. So they are bringing in a lot of uh, outside talent that's that's hot right now. Um, but Joe, listen, the the you know, Vern uh, is here to fill us in on on how well they're doing in terms of. Uh, you know, putting together a card that that meets their current storylines and 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 just overall what's going on in the promotion. Now, now, uh, Vern, uh, still life with apricots and pears, which is uh, an insane pro wrestling name. That is, correct me if I'm wrong. That is the Young Lions Cup champion. No. Yes, uh, they just won the uh, trophy. Uh, well, as you're about a month back, as you hear this, that was the uh, the recent development, and they're taking on. Uh, uh, Carlos Romo. Yes, Carlos Romo from the um, uh, Team White Wolf from uh, coming in from Spain. So that's a yep. nice import. He's worked uh, some Chikara before. He's teamed up with uh, a kid who's also on the show. So they bring him over, giving him a shot. And um, yeah, that should be good. I mean, that's good. Uh, a good import, so to speak. Uh, someone, you know, you're probably not going to get to see all that often coming in from Spain. Hopefully you like to see um, bring in more. But that's kind of a nice, that's a nice little... Uh, Young Lions uh, challenge there and a still life um, only had as only had like, you know, like 20 or so matches according to cage match. I'm, you know, they're, they're pretty, they're okay so far. Uh, the name, like you said, is completely nuts. I think still life is actually not that bad a name. I think bringing in the apricots and pears <laughs> much. makes it a little, yeah, it, it, it's tricky, but uh, yeah, it appears to be a good weekend for them um, as well. I know uh, booked on a few different shows as well. So it could be a good opportunity to, to get out there. And Carlos Romo is a, a pretty good worker uh, as well. So I'm kind of curious. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing this one. Uh, if I do actually go back and check it out later. Yeah, this is, I mean, what's notable about this show, Jakar runs most of their shows in uh, their training school, the wrestle factory. It's a pretty small building. They don't venture out too often anymore. They are, they are coming back to Chicago this year, Rich. So uh, I know, I know I buy those maybe. tickets, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so I think this is, this is really going to be a best foot forward situation for everyone on the roster. Cause they're going to have a lot more eyes on them than normal. So, so Joe with, with still life being pushed here and then a four way ladder match for the, for their grand championship with Mr. Touchdown, Dasher Hatfield, a kid and Airwolf. And well, actually, so, that's uh, separate matches. There, yeah. The, sorry, uh, sorry. Let's. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So it's it's, it's a different line. Yeah. Different line. Dasher yeah, Hatfield. Yeah. yeah sorry. The, okay. So My you've fault. got the grand championship match one on one, Mister Touchdown and Dasher Hatfield. Uh, you got the Young Lion Cup winner uh, facing an outsider, CCK versus Crumbles and Defarge, who've been. Uh, you know, I, I've actually seen them uh, wrestle a few times in some of the shows that they've done in conjunction with Beyond. Is this a lineup? Because Rich and I don't know. Is this a lineup that you think will satisfy the hardcore Chikara fan? Are they putting forth a show here uh, that that because usually Chikara is very good with that kind of stuff? Yeah, this has this. If you're a loyal Chikara fan, this is this is the real deal here. They actually they're bringing in some names from the past too. Eric Cannon's in an eight man tag later on. Uh, Chucky e. T is working the show for the first time in I think over a year. So you kind of have I mean you have all the you know the the champ i mean the uh, the main event is between two two regulars there there are some imports but they're not they're not overtaking the uh the main chikara roster so th- i mean this i think will satisfy you know current chikara fans kind of old ones who dropped off and and probably anyone who just kind of drops in to see the show 
Yeah, I think the one match that really stands out to me for for you know as a someone who did follow Chikara quite a bit is is that you know we mentioned that eight man there. It's got Jigsaw, Thunderfrog, uh, Razorhawk, and Chucky e. T uh, making his return versus Hollow Wicked, uh, Eric Cannon, who you mentioned a little bit earlier as well, Hermit Crab, and Cam Zagami. So uh, what I like about that is a little bit of a blend of old and new. And and for me, you know, someone who's kind of fallen out of, of Chikara a little bit is seeing some of those names, seeing a Chucky e. T, seeing Eric Cannon. It's got me a little, I don't know, the nostalgia is kind of going a little bit where it's like, all right, cool. Like, this is a show that kind of feels to me a little bit more authentic of, uh, for, for me, I'm saying authentic to Chikara because I'm somebody who, you know, in the last few years, I haven't really watched it. I, you know, as they've sort of developed and, and become a little bit more of sort of a strictly developmental talent or, you know, using younger talent and that sort of stuff, I've kind of fallen out a little bit. But this one feels a little bit like, you know, a little bit of old, a little bit of new. And it could be a great opportunity for some of those new ones in there uh, to, to, you know, shine a little bit while, while having the spotlight there with, you know, Chucky e. T and Eric Cannon and, and, and some other, you know, uh, of Chikara's old uh, old standbys. Yeah, it, it feels like a match that could have taken place at the uh, the old the staircase in Pits and uh, Pittston or whatever it was way back in the day. Yeah, and the, the other one too that really stands out because uh, these are two guys that I've seen a, a bunch. Is you know the Colony, of course, you got Green Ant, uh, Thief Ant, and Fire Ant, but then uh, Fist, uh, Tony Depp, and Travis Huckabee and Icarus. Can you tell us anything about that match or what you're kind of feeling about that? Because the names, I mean. Jump off the page immediately for me. I mean, Tony Deppin's a guy that I love. I've, I've seen him a few times now. I really love, you know, what, what he does in the ring and 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 Green Ant and Fire Ant, all those guys. I mean, they, they deliver as well. So, what are your thoughts on on that match, the Colony versus Fist? Yeah, Deppin's kind of a. This will be a good spotlight for him. He's been kind of bouncing around. I saw him in a Beyond uh, Beyond match. I, I liked. I think he's in CCW quite a bit. If if you go to the um the uh, Chikara page with the card on it, uh, Deppin's picture looks just like Chuck Taylor, so it's a little confusing. <laughs> Because Chuck Taylor was in Fist once uh, a long time ago, but um, no, yeah, this is kind of a uh, redoing a fix. Uh, fist. Um, I like Travis Huckabee a lot too. He's kind of that more technical, and you have Icarus in there for a very long time. Chikara fans, uh, yeah, kind of the classic uh, six man Chikara. Okay, I kind of like Thief fan too because he steals other people's moves. That's, right. <laughs> That's he a, is a, thief. It's a great gimmick, by kind the way. Of the old uh, Damien say 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 said. Like in the uh, Super J Cup way way back when, <laughs> it's a great gimmick to have. Uh, the, the one you know we mentioned, a kid uh, versus Airwolf. You know, Airwolf getting booked a ton uh, this entire weekend as well. Uh, also, the CCK Chris Brooks and Kid Lycos versus Crumbles and Defarge. But uh, the match that I really want you to sort of shine a little bit of a light on is the main event because uh, you got the Chikara Grand Championship. It's a ladder match. It's Mister Touchdown versus Dasher Hatfield. For those of us, you know, Joe and I included, who who aren't up and up on on you know modern Chikara or really watching it right now, what can we kind of expect from this match? What's kind of the the background of it? because i look at that on its face and mr touchdowns i i, I thought he was incredible when i was following chikar a little bit and and he's a guy that always seems like you know he, he's ready to kind of break out at any point at any moment and dasher hatfield of course has you know a pretty good history uh of matches too and it's a you know it's a one-on-one ladder match for the championship in the main event like it seems like a big deal and, and is it a big deal yeah because uh this is the third ever ladder match the promotions ever had and the story the background here is touchdown won the grand championship from uh one Francisco de Coronado he got hurt and kind of gave it to um, his tag team partner uh, uh, Dasher as kind of being kind of being an interim champion, but he's back and this is kind of to settle who the champion is. And like I said, it's only the third ladder match they've ever done, so I'm sure uh, you know this will be this will be memorable. Uh, Joe, any other thoughts? Uh, Joe Lanza, can <laughs> I kind of remember that? Uh, any other thoughts uh, on this uh, Chikara card? I mean, it's it's not a huge bloated card. There's only a few matches here, but uh, I think people are going to get a pretty good, uh, pretty good card for their for their time uh, with this one. But what do you think overall of it? 
No, I mean, look, it's it's not a promotion that we pay much attention to anymore. And when I say we, I mean the uh, the flagship. But um, but looking at this on paper, um, just in terms of the talent, because that's all that I could speak on. It looks like a a solid show that I that I wouldn't have any gripes with. And um, you know, if I was with a group of people or someone who, and I ended up at this show, I don't think I'd be you know, terribly upset or, you know, stand out in the hallway and refuse to watch it looks pretty good. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and real quickly, Joe, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, Joe Gagne, I'm going to get your, uh, your thoughts on it as well, but uh, just kind of give you an idea of what is, uh, what it's up against. So you have uh, on Friday, April 5th, you have WrestleCon US versus the world that's starting at 11 AM. I uh, think you have shimmer also at 11 AM, uh, and then Chikara. So, um, and also IPW UK, but, uh, they haven't announced <laughs> anything but like four names. So, I mean, of those, I mean, I, it'd be a, it'd be a tough ticket to IPW UK right now, but, uh, yeah, as far as those, I mean, looking at the, at the talent lineups, if you don't want to go to WrestleCon versus the, you know, US versus the world and that really doesn't work for you uh and maybe you're not a big shimmer fan either like this shikari i mean it's not like there's a real real tough competition there so i could see a lot of people making their way there and uh you know it's at the white eagle hall in new jersey and that is before uh, black label pro which is a a show that i know a lot of people have been talking about a little bit too so if you're kind of staking your claim to one spot uh, it's going to be not a bad little spot to go you know get there for chikara at 12 p.m and then you're there you know, the rest of the night. And then obviously it leads up into Joey Janela's. If you're really trying to just be at, uh, you know, White Eagle Hall all day, this isn't the worst way to start, you know, that, that entire day. But uh, uh, Joe Gagne, uh, I know you are, you were attending WrestleMania weekend this, this go around, correct? I am. Yes. Hey, my cat showed up. Uh, oh, hello. Hey, <laughs> I heard something frequent, uh, frequent guest. Yes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I mean, is, is this a show that you're, you know, really considering going to, I mean, are you kind of staking your claim at the White Eagle Hall on that Saturday? What, what are your, you know, where are you kind of right now? Not, not that, you know, you have your plans all the way finalized, but where are you kind of at? No, my, my, my plans are finalized. No, oh, I'm staying at the, right. the uh, WrestleCon hotel. So I'm uh, camping out at uh, the U.S. versus the world and the Rev Pro show before I head over to uh, NXT TakeOver. That's my Saturday. Would would honestly like to see this show, but uh, just in terms of, you know, getting getting about and all that, I'm just kind of, you know, I can roll out of bed and go to the, the US, U.S. versus the World show. That's yeah. just a bit easier. Yeah, and, and that's going to be, and, and Joe and I, uh, Joe Lanz and I have talked about that a bunch with the, you know, this this weekend is it's going to be tricky to kind of bounce around between the things like I'm going to try to do it I'm going to try to be ambitious but a lot of people are just going to have to be at the spot they're at and like for you anybody at that Russell Con Hotel I do not begrudge them at all for not going for stacking up on any of those shows because literally like you said you roll out of bed walk down a flight of stairs or an elevator and then you're there you know where you need to be that's a lot better than you know getting in a car getting in a cab getting in the subway getting in a bus or whatever and trying to get across the uh the, the, the city or even to you know God to, to New Jersey on its own so uh, I do not begrudge you for that but uh, yeah so that was Chikara. Uh, the Once Upon a Beginning, uh, it's again at Friday, April 5th, 12 p.m., White Eagle Hall, New Jersey. You can watch it at independentwrestling.tv, also Fight TV, uh, and Fight TV's uh, GCW Collective Package. All right. All right, Joe Gagne, we got to go to Chaotic Wrestling, Chaos for a Cause, Saturday, April 6th, start time, 2 p.m. from the Rahway Rec Center in New Jersey. It is a Connors Cure Benefit Show, and the talent roster, so just kind of look at our time here, make sure we got enough time to get through this. All right. It is Tommy Dreamer and Jordan Grace. Joe Gagne, take it away. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, this is, um, if you're not familiar. That they're facing each other, by the way. It's just their uh, yeah, talent. They're just going to the be there. <laughs> right. They're going to be there. We get. don't know if they're facing each other. All right. Now it's yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chaotic Wrestling, in case you didn't know, they're a, uh, a long time independent here in uh, New England. They started in, I think, 2000 or so. Probably most notab- uh, notable because of all the, the WWE names that started there. It was Kofi Kingston, Sasha Banks started there, Hanson, something else I'm forgetting. So they're they're a good pipeline 
and uh, to my no, I, I checked. They've never run a show outside of New England before. They've run, you know, Massachusetts and New Hampshire, mainly Massachusetts. And I don't know why they chose. I mean, I, I guess you know, New Jersey's not that far away. They figure we'll throw our hat in. But given how bloated, you know, so many cards are being run, I'm not sure. I actually wrote the their website and asked, but they never wrote back. I guess there's no way to ask that question without seeming like a dick. Like, you know, what are you thinking uh, running WrestleMania weekend? <laughs> what was the, I gotta, I gotta know this What's email. What's the thought what was, process what here? What was this email? I, I gotta see this. Do you have this email possibly? I don't know. I sent it up on their website. I don't have a copy, but I was just like, hey, I'm previewing, uh, you know, your show. I was just curious the thought process between uh, running, you know, your first show outside New England, but I never heard back. So I don't know. Well, well, let me ask you this, because I know nothing about chaotic wrestling. Do Tommy Dreamer and Jordan Grace normally work that promotion? Uh, I don't believe so, no, from the results uh, I've seen. Uh, I can tell you, JT, uh, JT Dunn is their champion right now. I know he's working another show. Uh, so I'm sure he'll be on the card. They have, you know, a couple names out there that people, you know, you probably not terribly notable you know in terms of, of that but uh yeah they're not uh, really announcing anything or they haven't thus far and we're as we record even as we record this we're not that far out so you would hope you know they say it's like tommy dreamer and jordan grace and all your favorites so you know come see a promotion you've probably never seen before is the, uh, the selling point here we should note it is a benefit show for it is Connor yes this is for Connor's yeah Spirit, which is kind of interesting in its own because at their last, they just ran their big show of the year, Cold Fury. And uh, it was the same night as um, the recent Evolve show in Massachusetts. And they had, uh, they were going to have Tommaso Ciampa as a special guest referee, but the, he, you know, had his neck surgery. So they had Hanson in. So I don't, I'm, given this as Connor's cure, I don't know if there's some kind of connection with WWE. Yeah, I mean, it seems, it seems like it, but I haven't heard anything to indicate that. I just thought that was interesting. But yes, this is a benefit for Connor's Cure. So you can at least do some good uh, seeing a wrestling show, not just, you know, <laughs> lining the pockets of, uh, you know, people of questionable character, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and it's interesting. If you go on, like, their Facebook page and their Twitter, and, like, you know, I'm not begrudging them. I I, I don't know if there's a method to the madness that, that that of not announcing a card, but, like, you'll see anytime they post anything about the weekend, like, the first comment up there is, like, hey, what's the card? Or, like, who else is going to be on it? And, like, they have a show poster here, and there's some guys on it, and, like, it's fine, but, like, why? I, it, it's just weird that they haven't, you know, announced anything. And, and and full disclosure, of course, we're recording these, you know, a little bit early, but still, we're, you know, a week and a half out, two weeks out. Like, you know, they, they were quick to announce. Like, Tommy Drew Jordan Grace. I remember that came out like right away. And then since then, it's just kind of been nothing, which is just strange because the people are asking, hey, you know, what, what's the card? What, you know, I, there seems to be some genuine interest in, in, in going and checking out the show, but for whatever reason, they're just not doing it. And, and it, it feels like they haven't also, they haven't made it like a purposeful, hey, we're not going to announce anything. It's, 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 it's one thing to just say, hey, we don't know. Like, I mean, there's going to be some good guys and there's going to be this or like, but we're going to like see how it goes when we get the day of. Like, they're not really like owning that either. It's just kind of like they're just being coy about it. They're, they're really quick to tell you Tommy Drew and Jordan Grace are going to be there, but for whatever reason, and they're just not being upfront about the other people, and it's 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 kind of perplexing and weird. I, I don't know if there's a method to that madness, but uh... well, Rich, let me ask you this: They're running Saturday, April sixth at yeah. two p.m. Um, and it's Rawway, which is the out of the way, you know, one of the out of the way venues from from everything else out in the Jersey suburbs. Um, what's running? immediately before and what's running immediately after yeah so to kind of give you an idea the saturday lineup you got uh, wrestling revolvers pancakes and pile drivers that's starting at uh, 11 a.m in Rowley? uh no that's in midtown oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, going through, I'm just was... going through everything i'm just saying if you wanted to bounce between the two just to kind of give you an well, idea i was curious well I, I had a follow-up for you i was curious what was running 
directly before this show in Rawway and directly after this show in Rawway. Yes, yeah, so that's the thing about Rawway is nothing else really. I mean, you have the 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 Orange Cassidy is doing something or whatever that's going to be at the White Eagle Hall in New Jersey. Uh, so I guess I I'm not familiar with New Jersey geography uh, as you would be, but I don't know if that's really close the, the where you know the, the the GCW and the collective stuff is. But that's running uh, at 12 p.m. in in New Jersey, so presumably when that shows over, you could head on over there. But that's really it. I mean, otherwise in in Rahway, there's nothing else that I can find because that Saturday uh, gets kind of you know you got the Hall of Fame, you got uh, you know the G1 Supercard, you got everything. No one else is really running. The only other thing that's running later that night is CCW versus WrestlePro, but that's all the way at 8 p.m. So that's quite right. a while, you know, in between. So I, I don't know what the plan is. So my point here is the chaotic show really is not going to, it really isn't going to be helped by a lead-in or being the lead-in for something right. because it's kind of by itself in the afternoon. And like you say, the the uh, the CZW versus WrestlePro show is is you know is so is so many hours afterwards that it it doesn't even act as a decent lead in for that if you're interested in that show. So it's just it's a bizarre show. There's two wrestlers announced. It's running in isolation, not only venue wise but time. But it's one of two shows in that venue all day. It's just weird, man. So I, I mean, if you're going to earmark a show that could completely bomb. It may be this may be one of the front runners, which is unfortunate in that it's a benefit show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would you would hope the charity show would do okay, but I mean I don't know what the you know to some person flying in who probably is not super familiar with chaotic wrestling. I don't know what the hook is. Yeah, it's a little so, dream. <laughs> and Jordan Grace, and Jordan Grace. So let's not forget <laughs> Jordan Grace. But yeah, so like for people that I mean, I, I know you kind of addressed it a little bit at the beginning, but like if people are kind of going in blind and they're saying, "Hey, I want to benefit these guys," you know, what can they kind of expect from a chaotic wrestling show? Is it is it more storyline heavy? Is it more kind of in ring heavy? What can they sort of if they decide, "Hey, I'm going to go to Rawway, I'm going to support the show all I can," and and hey, I don't know, I don't care if they don't have me a card, and hey, I want to see Tommy Dreamer or whatever. What can they expect? You know, up and down the card. I mean, presumably, I, yeah. I presu- yeah, presumably, <laughs> right. it's just going to kind of be more of an. In, uh, in ring based show, you're just kind of in foreign territory here. But uh, you know, there are some names people know. JT Dunn is uh, a heavyweight champion. Uh, let's see, uh, Anthony Green, kind of getting his name out there a bit. Uh, oh, Richard Holiday, one of uh, Joe's personal favorites. Uh, oh yeah, uh, works for some. You know, a lot of uh, you know, New England names people know. I would, if I had to guess, I'd say you know, probably a, a solid in ring based show. Nothing too storyline heavy. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, who, I mean, who knows? This is a black hole. Like it could be almost anything. All right, Joe. Uh, before we let you go, uh, you want to give us a quick idea of your uh, your tentative WrestleMania schedule? You said you have it locked in. So where where are you going? What shows are you seeing? And what are you kind of most excited about seeing? <laughs> Wednesday before I go down, I'll actually be at the Beyond Show with their first um, uh, of their weekly shows. They're holding in lovely Worcester, Massachusetts which is uh, compares favorably to a lot of what's going on WrestleMania weekend. And then uh, Thursday, I'll be camping out at Laboom for Evolve, WXW, and DDT. Uh, Saturday, or uh, Friday, I get the days mixed up. As mentioned, is uh, US versus the World, uh, Rev Pro, and then off to NXT TakeOver. And then uh, Saturday is Pancakes and Pile Drivers, and then MSG. And then Sunday, I drag myself home and watch WrestleMania on my couch. Yeah, I'm I'm doing the same. I'm getting out of there <laughs> Sunday morning. As as much as I'd love to watch an eight hour WrestleMania outdoors at a football stadium in 
mid, early April. I'm I'm just gonna go to my couch and and watch it instead. But uh, yeah, Joe Gagney, thank you very much for coming on here. Of course, uh, at Joe Gagney, you want to follow him on Twitter. Of course, you want to listen to the five star match game right here on the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network. It is the wrestling game show hosted by the one and only uh, Joe Gagney. Really great stuff there. And uh, yeah, Joe, anything else uh, you want to plug or get out of the way before we uh, say goodbye? No, I'll uh, yeah. If you want to come say hi, WrestleMania weekend, I'll be the uh, weird old dude with a gray beard. So uh, <laughs> I'm kind of I'm. What a way to sell it! I, I'm just saying. Oh, like, no, you, no, you, know you are one of here. No, hold on a minute. No, no, no. I'm not gonna let you. You are one of the more respected. You are the Joe and I have said many times. You are one of the Godfathers of podcasting. Uh, and unlike us, you are not a heat magnet. Like you have, you have done this for ten years, and people respect you. You, you are a Liger like figure, where it's just like everybody just knows Joe Gagne. Yeah, cool dude, and 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 they respect you. So no, no, no. It would be a privilege and an honor for people to come see the gray bearded man. Yeah, uh, everyone's, so. everyone's gonna think I'm a cop, someone's dad, or someone, <laughs> someone's cop dad is my guess. We well, just gotta know the lingo, you know. Maybe I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do for you. I'm. I'm kind of feel oh, my rich. old myself so. oh, okay just, get out of here rich <laughs> isn't, it gr- isn't it gross when he says that he I is know. <laughs> i have a great beard too my beard's kind of gray it's it's, get it's out i'm looking at your very handsome uh google no, my, no the, the beard is shaved there no the, the beard if i let it get grow it, it is indeed gray so don't uh don't create well, sickening. We, <laughs> sorry it, it really is sickening but if we got anything out of this I think we got a new nickname for gagney it's joe thunder gagney i think that's <laughs> that's i'll take that over Vern. Yeah, I was kind of uh, far too much these days, but sure. Yeah, he's trying to get away from the old image. So uh, yeah, I guess Liger doesn't work either. Yeah, not even Greg and his army fatigues. <laughs> See, this is why you're the best. Anyway, at Joe Gagney on Twitter, five star match game here on the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. All right, we continue our series on WrestleMania weekend with these big preview series is with. Kevin Hare, Kevin, welcome. What's going on? All right, Kevin. So this is uh, you were on last year's show. Uh, you're on yes, this sir. year now again. We're going to talk about Joey Janela's Spring Break three part one, as well as the uh, GCW presents Orange Cassie is doing something or whatever. Uh, before we get to that, though, Kevin, anything you want to plug or get out of the way uh, before we uh, get down to the cards? I I honestly don't really follow me on Twitter, Stan underscore underscore Hanson, but otherwise, I write for Voices of Wrestling every once in a while. I show up on Wrestling Omakaze every once in a while. And uh, I guess there's old episodes of Burning Spirits if you want to listen to those. My recapping last year's WrestleMania is up. So if you are interested in prepping for this one by listening to last year's, you can find that somehow on the Voice of Wrestling site. Yeah, so thank you, Kevin, uh, for for joining us again this uh, this year uh, with this preview. I know you're you're going WrestleMania weekend. You'll be sitting next to me at ROH versus yes uh, ROH New Japan because I sold you a ticket. So that's, 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 <laughs> not, I okay. appreciate that makes it sound like I'm a ticket broker. I'm not a ticket broker. <laughs> One of my friends bailed, and you you okay, so I realize now I get like I don't want to be like wait a minute. Like, I did, I sold you the ticket next to me because my friend wasn't going to go. That's what yes. it's but yeah. What else? What's kind of your plan for the weekend? Otherwise, uh, what, what, do you have sort of a track that you're going through, or what? What are you kind of looking forward to? Yeah, so this year, like the past few years, I've gone – this is my fifth weekend overall, my fourth in a row. And the last few years, I've gone – I've done everything. Like I've done about 10 shows each weekend with going to WrestleMania and stuff. And this year, um, I can't – I'm not as flexible with work. And it's also – I'm around the Philadelphia area, so it's a lot easier to get to. So my weekend is going to be a lot more compact this year than other years. I'm not going to – I can't do the Thursday. I um 
I'm not going to go to WrestleMania. So I'm just going to do, I might be able to do the black label pro show on Friday, which would be the only show that I could feasibly do in that spot. Um, because I might have to work earlier in that day. And then spring break, uh, orange Cassidy, ROH and spring break too. I think that that's pretty much it. So for me, it's a little bit more of a chill WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. But yeah. I'm fine with it this year. Next year, I'm probably going to go all out again. But WrestleMania, I, I think that everybody should go once. If you haven't been, I think even with all how long it is, somebody should probably go. But, like, just walking in and seeing it is insane. Like, that's almost the coolest part is, like, the hour before the show when you're just sitting in there. But uh, it's close, and I can go home and watch it at home. And this time, it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm good to just not go. Yeah, I'm planning on like I'm not doing this year's WrestleMania. I'm, I'm flying out Sunday morning, uh, but like I do want to go to WrestleMania, even though like unironically I'm like ah, it's too you know it, it's yeah. too long and all this sort of stuff, which it is like it absolutely is. But like the idea of doing it outside in April does not appeal to me. But like next year, if it's in Tampa and it's like nice weather or whatever, I could definitely yeah. see myself just being like, yeah, dude, like who cares? I'll sit in my chair, I'll enjoy it. But the idea of being cold and watching eight hours of WrestleMania, oh is yeah, not I good. did like <clears throat> the last New York one was the first one that I went to, and it was like. It wasn't it was in the 50s and it rained a little bit but it wasn't too bad like it could have been much worse but it I'm I'm all right <clears throat> sorry about that but yeah I'm, I'm okay like just missing it one time and just watching it and it is a different experience watching it at home so it's been a few years since I've had that one so mm -hmm. it's like all right I'll I'll change it up. Yeah, for sure. And like, I know the one that I really regretted was like uh, Dallas because I really just wanted to be in that atmosphere in Dallas because I've always wanted to go to that stadium or whatnot. And then I heard, you know, sort of the thing of, of like people trying to get in and like how hot it yeah, was or whatnot. One, I'm like, that like there's got to be a balance. There's got to be a balance between like dying outside because it's yeah. too hot and then it's snowing, which is, it was very, I don't know if you saw, but this year is looking like it might snow. Which really? Be, yeah. <laughs> which is like that. they're already talking about like, what do we do in a blitz? Because like rain, you, you know, they have that canopy or whatever, but like yeah. snow stuff, like I don't know what you're going to do with snow. And like, unfortunately, like poor Roman Reigns is going to be like pelted with snowballs or whatever. like right like that's going to happen like they can't have snow like that's going to be a disaster wrestling fans would not be able to handle themselves like, snowball <laughs> the snow, right snow <laughs> would be very crazy they do they do heat the ring they have this thing set up where like heats the ring it like blows air from the turnbuckles into the ring so maybe the maybe they'd still be able to have it I don't know it's, it sounds crazy all right, let's get to the shows that we wanted to talk about here. We got the Joe Janela Spring Break 3 Part 1. We'll start with that Friday, April 5th, 8 p.m. from White Eagle Hall in New Jersey. The show is sold out, so if you don't have tickets right now, yeah, you're probably not getting tickets. Um, you can watch online Fight TV. It is also available on Fight's uh, GCW Collective package as well, so a lot of options to watch it if you're not going to go there live. Uh, confirmed talent for the show so far, you got Onita. I mean, Jesus Christ, you have Onita. That's a good way to start. Um, Masato Tanaka, Slim J, Australian Suicide, Unbreakable Andy, Joey Janela, Jake Atlas, Shane Mercer, and A-Kid. That's confirmed talent. Uh, as far as matches, you got a death match with Masashi Takeda versus Jimmy Lloyd, uh, Shinjiro Otani versus Nick Gage, uh, Takamichi Noku versus Orange Cassidy, and then a final battle, the battle for Ethan Page's soul, and Dignity as a wrestler, any human being, Ethan Page versus question mark, question mark, question mark. But regardless of that, uh, overall thoughts on uh, that show. And and I guess actually before we we go to the show, let's talk about, uh, I think, probably the biggest news of this WrestleMania weekend in terms of the Joey Janela thing is splitting into two shows. What are your thoughts on there being a part one and a part two? And does that maybe hurt or help the Joey Janela weekend for you as someone that's going to both shows? Um, I think that it's smart. Um. So GCW, as a little background, if people don't really watch it too much, um, GCW last year, 
or GCW when it really started, I guess, was really a deathmatch promotion. Um, but they did a good job of kind of making it so that there would be a little bit variety. They would go back and hit uh, nostalgia deathmatch guys in the Northeast area and just kind of um, built from there, and all, but also capitalized on the new young talent that was from there. And then after the Joey Janelle Spring Break shows, especially last year's, they kind of turned into this hybrid current young guys deathmatch slash uh, novelty promotion. And especially last year, the novelty stuff was kind of what their bread and butter was. But at the very end of last year, starting with, I guess, really the Nick Gage versus David Arquette match was kind of a true pivot back, even though they never really abandoned the deathmatch stuff. But this year, especially, they've been they've kind of mainly been going back to their roots, I guess, and, and becoming more so of a deathmatch promotion. So um, I think that it's it, this show more than like the other spring break shows feels like an actual representation of what uh, GCW actually is right now and not necessarily um, trying to go too much with the novelty. It kind of is a hybrid of everything that they've been doing and, and doing it as a um, as two shows. I mean, they sold out the first one right away um within minutes it was before and it was when no sorry it was before nxt was announced that night so they didn't have any competition when it was announced and they sold it out instantly and then when nxt was moved i think that they saw uh an opportunity of well everybody is just going to be at msg there's an open space right afterwards um people are also used to the idea of us running at midnight so might as well do it that way and and i i guess the argument is that it could slightly water down the cards, but I don't think that it will. And the thing that it does do is that uh, the clusterfuck, which is on the second night, is a really long, uh, exhausting type of match. And if you're not completely ready for it, I think that it's it might be hard to really get through. And so if you make it its own thing and kind of play it out like separated from everything else, I think that right, makes right. it smart and easier to navigate as a match so it I, I mean if they can do it they sold out both of them right away it's one of the things that feels hot about the weekend so like you might as well do it yeah and and i was talking with uh with, with mike spears in another uh of these segments we were talking about part two uh the, the clusterfuck one and our idea was just like you know joey deserves the benefit of the doubt like we we were a little we're a little bit more, I, I guess, down on, on, on the split shows that, than you are. But like in, in terms of like, oh, geez, it would be really, you know, it's probably be a really awesome show if it was one show. But these now are just like two good shows split together. But it, our, our overall thought was like, well, fuck, man, GCW and Joey deserve the benefit of the doubt because they come out here every single weekend, every single Mania weekend. And they do a great job. And like, yeah, they snapped their fingers and they sold out both of these shows uh, right away. So like, yeah, until they have a dud, until that one of these shows absolutely stinks and isn't fun and isn't, you know, doesn't hit all the right chords, then yeah, then then we are going to sort of consider it a good thing. Yeah. So, so I'm excited about it. Yeah. Cause like ultimately, yeah. yeah. Would it, would it be better as one show? Sure. But like, yeah, they deserve the benefit of the doubt. And, and what I like is that two of the, the shows and, and sort of what you mentioned, they have distinct feels like this part one feels a little bit more classic GCW, classic Joey Janela spring break, classic everything. And then the other one is like, 
just talking about the nostalgia and the clusterfuck. Yeah. Like, look, like if you like the Rock and Roll Express and you like old school wrestling and you like fun old Attitude Era characters, here you go on this side. That's what this show is going to be. And it's going to be this clusterfuck, so get ready for it. And then this show now feels a little bit more like, hey, we got some actual matches with some actual stakes in it. We have some some fun and some, you know, some kooky stuff. But really, like, ultimately, it feels like just a good wrestling show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in, in this one, like we mentioned some of the matches. And uh, Kevin, any ones that really stand out to you with matches that you're really, really excited about checking out? Well, one one last thing is I do want to just say that I do think that it doesn't have quite the same buzz as last year. I think that the big reason for that is that the way they rolled out everything last year is was with all the different videos and made yes. you excited every week to see each thing. And they've done the videos a little bit um, this year. They've done two, I think, that were both cool, but um, it wasn't quite the same as last year. And I also think that with the way the card this year is um, – Last year was obviously more of a niche, but it was kind of like a the indie slash nostalgia type of thing. And this year it's really hard on the Japanese wrestling is cool on the internet and not just New Japan, like um the more like Michinoku Pro, FMW type of promotions are more like cool. So they're really just going hard on that uh aspect of it, especially with night one. But um, I think when when all is said and done, it's still going to be one of the bigger shows of the weekend. And I do think that the way the announcing, it's not just GCW. I think that, as I'm sure you've talked about across the board, everybody this year, I think, has had a problem with announcements. So absolutely. No, for sure. So let's uh, let's see. Yeah, let's get into uh, the actual card itself. So I mentioned, yeah, a match that's sort of, and I've been kind of asking this to everybody. I think it's a good question. Like, what's a one match that you're really, really looking forward to that you think is going to be great that we maybe all think is going to be good too, and and you're just kind of reaffirming that it's going to be awesome. And then what's a match that maybe I listed there at that you know on first glance doesn't seem like it's going to be awesome, but might actually over deliver, kind of be a sleeper match. So one thing that I'm looking at here that we didn't talk about is also on Friday is Joey Janelle's return to wrestling. Yes. So. So um, that should be big. They haven't announced his opponent, and it's going to be a mystery opponent, I think he said. So um, I'm curious to what that will be like. Um, as far as the matches that I'm excited about, I guess there's two. I I, I guess I'm I'm probably just going to combine your question together. A yeah, little do bit. it. Go ahead. Yeah. But, uh, but the um, the Otani versus Nick Gage match, I think, could be really fun. Uh, the so first of all. Um, in the newsletter, in the Wrestling Observer this week, Dave had a really quick one-line, uh, Shinjiro Otani is hurt with a neck injury this this week, and didn't say anything else. So I have no idea what that means, what the neck injury is, if he'll be here or not. Um, so obviously, if that's an issue, it could really mess up a lot of the things people are excited about over WrestleMania weekend. So I don't want to like spread rumors or anything about <laughs> that Otani's not going to be there, but at the same time, that was kind of an ominous thing to put in the newsletter. So I'm knocking on wood on that one, but uh, Otani somehow is Nick Gage's favorite wrestler. It doesn't really make sense. (laughs) That's so bizarre. When you, when you look like, yeah, when you think about it, it doesn't really make sense. Although like, I guess kind of attitude is a little similar. Like you can, and, and Nick Gage has, taken some of uh, Otani's moves as a tribute. But yeah, it's it's really interesting to think that like Nick Gage, who is, you know, deathmatch wrestler, real um, brash personality, uh, his gimmick, he's kind of like, you know, he's not an attractive looking guy. He's real rough around the edges, etc. It's funny that his favorite wrestler is all black trunks, 
you know, a real dickhead, just type of, I, not excessive at all, you know, all only no deathmatch stuff at all. So it's very funny contrast. So I think that this match should be really uh, interesting. It should be have a really good atmosphere. I think Gage is obviously going to do whatever he can to make the match good. He's going to bump like crazy. He's not going to do deathmatch stuff, but he's going to do whatever to make Otani look good. And I think that the atmosphere should be great for it, like I said, and Otani should really uh, try to deliver too. So I, th- I think that that match has potential to be really, really something, I guess something special. Like with these shows, it's it's hard to for matches to kind of go beyond the nostalgia idea. But PCO and Walter did last year, and I, I'm not going to say that this match is going to be like that. But, I mean, it has, of all the matches on this show, it definitely has the potential to be the one most like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the the one thing is, is you know, I look at that match and, and I'm excited for it, too, because it's such a clash of styles in a lot of ways. And I'm just like, I can't fathom what a match of those two guys looks like. But I know that both guys are going to give a lot of effort. I know Gage is going to give a ton of effort, like you said, because he has mentioned multiple times that Otani is, you know, one of his favorite workers. And if Otani's healthy, you know that that's going to be. But yeah, I just like in my head, I just can't like imagine what the match is going to look like. But that makes it fun in, in a way. Yeah. Like, that, I'm not putting that down. Like that's actually what is my most anticipation. Uh, you know, I'm a, what I'm most anticipating about that match is like, all right, how the hell is this going to be worked? Is it going to be like Otani doing like, or is it like Gage like doing submit? Like maybe Gage comes out in black tights. Like maybe that's what, like, you know what I mean? Like he's like, no, I'm ready to fuck fucking grapple man like you know i'm gonna be like you know I, you know I, like i don't know like because it's not it's not gonna be a death match you know tani's not gonna take a fucking light right. tube through the head he's you know much too old for that shit but like I, I i don't know like maybe he does like i don't know i i would be shocked if that is the case so i imagine gage more playing into a tani style and that is actually fascinating to see like hey maybe nick gage can do that sort of stuff we think of him as this one guy and we think of him as this one worker but maybe he goes out there and impresses us by doing this i i don't know but i'm here for it man like yeah. regardless of what it is it's just it's one of the most unique i think entire matches of, this, uh, of the entire weekend um also in that same breath um you know, the death match, which I imagine is going to be uh, up there high on the card too. Uh, Masashi Takeda versus Jimmy Lloyd. So for people that might not know uh, about Jimmy Lloyd, I know you're kind of uh, familiar with him, you know, in, in the Northeast. Uh, for people that have maybe not seen Jimmy Lloyd, if you haven't followed GCW, what can they kind of expect uh, in a match with him and Masashi Takeda? And if you don't know who Masashi Takeda is at this point, um, even the, he's even turned me into a deathmatch guy. So like, <laughs> go fucking watch him. Like, I'm not even gonna. I'm, I don't even want you to explain him, Kevin, because if people don't know who he is, they're idiots and they need to go out of the way to watch him. Um, well, I am absolutely gonna explain him. I'm sorry. Good. Go ahead. All right. But <laughs> but yeah. So Masashi Takeda is. Um, it's as far as I know, this match is the main event of the show. Um, they've. It's the only match they've said is the main event, and obviously main event at this point doesn't mean much with a lot of cards, but they have said deathmatch main event. So I'm assuming that it's going to go on last. Um, Takeda is as far as deathmatches guys go, he is the best deathmatch wrestler in the world. He's one of those wrestlers. who's a bit of a hybrid where he's a good wrestler anyway. And, but he's really good at applying uh, the, what, makes a wrestler good outside of death matches and kind of taking the death match formula and wrapping it around that. Um, his, his matches are really, uh, they build really well. They're really fast paced. Once they get going, um, he had a bunch of my favorite matches of last year. He's had some, he had a really good one against Sakuda Sakuda a few weeks ago that I think is worth checking out if you haven't seen it. And, um, yeah, he's just, he's a guy who has a complete, energy and aura and vibe and he's also done a few 
uh, GCW shots, which if you're wondering why it's against Jimmy Lloyd on this show, he's done. They've done the Nick Gage match a few years ago in the first uh, tournament of survival. And they did uh, Alex Cologne, who is basically like the next big rising deathmatch guy within the GCW promotion. He's the guy they use when um, people, they bring people in uh, to make them look good. He, he, uh, they've already done that Takeda match last year, which was awesome. You missed out on going to that show, Rich. I did. It was very close to you. And it featured, um, I'm going to, I think it was Takeda throwing a tree in Cologne's face. It was one of them <laughs> throwing a tree in the other's face. And what it they straight up. A tree? What kind of tree are we talking? Like somebody a- brought in a huge, it was more of a branch, but it was one of those branches that could be like, you know, a seedling type of tree. <laughs> And it was just in the ring and people were yelling about it. And the sequence was actually incredible where somebody, I think, uh, I think what it was, was Takeda did a German, a spider German suplex on the cologne. Cologne no souls. It gets up and throws the tree in his face while he, Takeda's in the tree of woe. And it was the coolest thing ever. The oh, crowd awesome, was absolutely yeah. <laughs> fucking bad shit. But yeah, so, um, so yeah, they, they've done those two big matches already. So Jimmy Lloyd is, uh, Basically, within the Northeast, he's been kind of the crowd has seen him develop from uh, student to being on smaller shows to being on uh, starting to be on like CCW shows and and being a little bit bigger, but being pretty agile and able to do a little bit more than you would expect a guy like him to do. Um, He can be very sloppy. But he's kind of developed and gained confidence and more and more the crowd has been able to grow with him through. Uh, GCW and CCW and see him become more and more of a performer. So uh, he won tournament of death last year. And this year, this is probably his biggest match that he's ever had. So he, he's not, I don't think he's quite on the level of some of the other guys that uh, they could have put in the spot, but as far as what um, putting a guy like that, that's your own guy, uh, in a big match like this, you you can tell they kind of want him to be, if not the face of the promotion, another guy that can be up there, you know, not not at the Gage and Janelle levels maybe, but, you know, another guy that you can say, okay, GCW, Jimmy Lloyd is a guy I want to see. So I think that that very much makes sense for what this show is, especially, like I said, it's spring break. It's one of the biggest shows they've ever done, and they are main eventing it with uh, – their guy that, you know, maybe they want to be next. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's not necessarily maybe what my first choice would have been, but it, I completely understand the logic and it makes a lot of sense why he would be in that spot. And like I said, Takeda, he can have a good match with basically anybody. So, uh, I'm curious to see if they, if they, uh, can mesh together and, and what happens. I think it is cool, especially going back to what I was saying about this being more of like a GCW regular show. Right, right, um, right. The fact that they're main eventing with a death match is pretty interesting and pretty cool. Yeah. So it, I'm, cu- it, I'm curious yeah, to see sorry, if yeah. people, sorry, sorry, no, but I, I'm curious to see if people, how people respond to it, how the everyman who's watching the show because of the hype likes a death match. I mean, Joey Janelle had an interview a little while ago where he said, Hey, I want to take death matches more mainstream. And so this is kind of, I'm sure a part of the strategy to kind of do that. Yeah. And that, that's what I was going to say is, is as you're kind of previewing and talking about it, what, what's cool is that in some ways I could see some fly in people that maybe don't follow GCW that don't follow anything. See Joe Janela spring break and think they're, they're going to get like, you know, 
glacier and all you know what what, what right. the prior years were or kind of what the the part two is which is like hey it's nwo sting hey it's mantar hey it's like you know like that sort of stuff whereas this show really does have the look and feel like you said of big like gcw and caps and then joey Janela spring break under it you, you know what i'm saying like yeah. it feels like because that's a purposeful match like a lot of the stuff that we talked about Shinjiro tani has that sort of hey this is like a kooky little thing but like i think spring break sort of developed a reputation as being like hey attitude era guys ah they're back now and like right it's kind of fun in that sense whereas this isn't that like you said this is kind of tapping in a little bit more to the hardcore pro fan it's tapping in a little bit more of the deathmatch fan and it's tapping in more to the gcw fan so in some ways it's kind of masterful like they sold this one out right away and there might you know, and we and it was criticism uh, prior years too. Is that like people didn't know that GCW were running? You know, it was Joey Janela's Spring Break, right? Presented by DC, GCW. You know, what I mean, like nobody cared about like GCW didn't really felt like they got a lot out of those. Whereas now, maybe in a lot of ways that they said, "Hey, this is Joey Janela's Spring Break," and then boom, they kind of came back and and made it a little bit more of a GCW show that people that now go to the show maybe come away with a little bit more of an understanding and appreciation for that company. And that can maybe help them moving forward. And then the clusterfuck, as you said, the, the part two feels like, all right, yeah, now it's kind of time for shenanigans. Right. All right, let's just have a lot of fun with this one-off evergreen show that's just like whatever. And and I think that's actually kind of masterful. And and to their credit, they sold out both of them. And, and I think yeah. that on its face, this looks like a really fun show. And hopefully now this is something, because it, it was a criticism in prior years that like, look, these shows are great, but what is GCW getting out of these? You know, what, what is GCW really benefiting from these shows? Whereas this one, I think they truly are. Like this is going to be yeah. one that that is that is sold out and it's on the reputation of a Joey Janela Spring Break, which always delivers a good show. But now GCW can kind of say, hey, look, this is what we are. So if you like this, you know, we have this and we're going to be running in this town and we're running here. And, and, and they've been running more places and they become kind of the upstart, you know, indie promotion in America. And I think it's a great opportunity for them to kind of say, hey, this is what we are. You know, there's still going to be some kooky stuff on the show because it's still a Joey Janela Spring Break. But this is what we are. And if you like this and if you're into this and you're into these guys, you know, come watch us when we come to your town. And I think that's gonna a, a, a great way to book it. Yep. And and two quick things just about the card. Onita is announced, but he just had knee surgery, I think. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm a, as as far as I know, he's still gonna be there, but uh I have no idea what he's doing. But to be honest, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. If he's there, he gives you a promo and you hear wild thing, that's all you need. I've been at both of the the uh, American Onita matches, and the first one was incredible and it had nothing to do with the, the actual wrestling. So it was just him coming out and then starting a singles match and then turning it into a six man in the most carny way possible. And then yelling about how the explosions they use in the match were wimpy and fake. <laughs> right, exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. For people that like, if you hear Onita's name and you're like, oh, fuck, like, yeah, you know, it's better in practice. It's like, yeah. you know, Grace Bosque a few years ago or, or yeah. last year, I think. It was oh, like, it, it, listen, if you hear Onita's name, it's absolutely worth going. No, but you're sure. not. It's like a once you're in a not life going, thing, but Yeah. You have expectations of what yes. you're going to see. This you're is not, not going for like after that show, um, people were disappointed that it turned into a six man. And I'm just like, if you're disappointed that it turned into a six man, you actually are not an Onita fan and don't know what's going on. Because if you are an Onita fan, this is the most carny Onita thing possible. And it was great. <laughs> right? yeah. I love a few years ago when he turned, what was it with the CZW? Where yeah. he, like he ended up not losing in America and then had yep. Trey not come to Japan and ended up beating him yep. or something like that. It was great. It was perfect. Yeah. But that, that's Onita these days. So yeah, if you're thinking yeah. you're going to get like 1995 FMW Onita or whatever, you're not like you're going to get, it's, it's similar. Like I tell people when they go see Ultimo Dragon or when they go see Great Sasuke or whatever like go there because it's probably it might be your last chance to see these legends but don't think that you're going to get ultimo dragon versus ray mysterio you know what i mean like yeah. that's not what you're going to get he's going to maybe play the hits and sometimes not even play the hits anymore probably just do an you know a dragon sleeper uh, and walk out but you're there for the entrance and the idea that holy fuck 
there's Ultimate Dragon, or holy shit, there's Great Sasuke, or hey, it's Onita being a carny. I gotta go see this and then you know pay twenty dollars to get a picture with Onita being a carny. And that that's so yeah, don't expect to get like a no rope explosion death match or whatever. Like that's yeah. probably not gonna happen yeah. uh these days anymore. But yeah, well, depending on what no matter what he does. Uh, you got something there. But uh, yeah, the other two matches before we kind of move on to the Orange Cassidy show. Uh, speaking of the guy, uh, Taka versus Orange Cassidy. That is the ultimate kind of shitpost troll match, too. I, yep. I I love that. That's going to be just a whole lot of fun. And it's the first – it's Taka's first time on a, in the U.S. in like 15 years or something like that. So he doesn't do indies. He doesn't – he hasn't really come over at all. So it's interesting. I mean, Orange Cassidy is funny, but he's kind of transitioned more into being like – He's still a comedy wrestler, but he's more of like a character within the indie wrestling landscape that like can actually wrestle and people can actually get behind now. So it's going to be curious to see how this match is. Um, it, it could be pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah, let's um all right, let's get to the other show here. Speaking of uh, Orange Cassie. Oh, yeah. Do you know anything about this Ethan Page match? I have no idea about yeah, the Ethan okay. Page thing <laughs> at all. Question mark, question mark, question mark. So I don't and know. And then also, um, the a bunch of the other wrestlers, I'm ex- very much expecting um, there to be some sort of big scramble on this. So a lot of the other guys announced. Um, Tanaka, I'm pretty sure, isn't actually on this show. I think that when he got announced for the second show, they took him off this one. But he obviously could still show up. But guys like Slim J, Australian Suicide, Breakable Andy, Shane Mercer, A-Kid, whatever, all those guys, Jake Atlas, there's probably going to be at least one scramble type of match. And then also guys like Tony Deppin, et cetera, probably going to be on the show somewhere. So I could see those guys being in somewhere. But last year's open with like a – I can't remember if it was four guys or six guys with Teddy Hart no-selling things and Kyle the Beast and all sorts of just craziness. And <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this show opens with that again. Also, I got to get a plug since I'm on VOW. Not a plug, but a shout-out where Kyle the Beast has gotten a lot of hatred and uh, on the VOD, VOW – network over the years let me tell you the man has turned into a very great wrestler he's very good and uh i hope that on this show that he can kind of show that off he's the guy i talked about cologne being the um the guy they use for deathmatch guys to make them look good out ktb has turned into the guy where if there's a new younger guy that gcw wants to bring in and make them turn into a uh, make people talk about them. They put him against Kyle the Beast. It happens almost every single show. Um, he does a really good job of kind of showing his power moves and making the other guys look good. So I have no idea if he's on the show. He's got to be on one of these two shows at least. I very much hope that he gets a chance to really show off because I think over the past year, he's been the most imp- improved guy in the promotion by far and has also kind of uh, deserve – He's he's been – I won't say he's the MVP of the promotion, but he's kind of like you know the six-man – He's kind of that that role uh, over the past year, so I I hope he gets a chance to really show off everybody that he's how good he's gotten. Yeah, actually, I I don't know. I I turned it. I don't know about Joe, but I have turned the corner. I went to the, the GCW <laughs> show uh, in May of last year, uh, and on the uh, the Patreon, uh, I was on the lens gimmick, and I. I I confirmed to the world that I am indeed a Kyle the Beast guy now because he came out there and had an incredible. Like I was very close to him and I was like, "Oh fuck, he's you know, like I hope Kyle the Beast doesn't know that I'm here because I talk a lot of shit about him." And then like because I, I didn't like him initially, like it was kind of yeah. weird. And then he came out and he just had a fucking great match. I forget what it was. I think it was him and Tony Deppin and like Eli Everfly or something like that. I forget which what the exact match was, but he fucking rocked it. He was great and like he laughed and I was just like, "Holy shit, I'm a I'm a Kyle the Beast guy now." So yeah. I have turned the corner on Kyle the Beast. So, um, but we could, now we just need to get Joe, who I, I I don't know his current opinion. On, uh, yeah, once on he Kyle said in, you. 
know, he, it's hard for him to change. It so. is tough, but yeah, but he's willing to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's willing to change. Yeah. change. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, all right, let's get to this. Uh, GCW presents Orange Cassidy is doing something or whatever Saturday, April 6th, 12 p.m. White Eagle Hall in New Jersey. Of course, this is the old time slots in the old show that uh, Nova Pro was going to run. Uh, Nova Pro had announced uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Shinjiro Otani. Um, but Nova Pro came into a little bit of issues as Nova Pro has <laughs> has had uh, has been doing for the last year or so is uh, between uh, stealing money, not paying people, stealing money to not pay people, uh, kind of being a creep overall, like stealing so, money from your wife to not pay people. Yeah, it's uh, Nova Pro. It's a very good thing that they're out of this weekend yeah. right now. Any thoughts on on the whole Nova Pro situation before we get to uh, what filled in for it? Uh, it's, I mean, I guess it was bound to happen, especially when you have like a bunch of lower level indies running that somebody wouldn't like last time in Orlando, people, a bunch of shows didn't happen. I guess it makes sense that this year it was just inevitable. I, it's interesting that it's a bigger one. I feel kind of bad for the guys. All right. I feel very bad for the guys that were on the show that are not going to be on the show anymore. But I mean, I get, I guess that that's just how it goes. I mean, the whole thing. Part of me thinks it's like, well, this has been building up for a while, so it doesn't come as a shock. But it it, it is a shame that it happened, but at least it happened beforehand so that they could kind of figure out what's going on. I don't know. It's a very messy situation. It's it's very messed up, I guess. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see them gone. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I won't miss them. I mean, they're they're they've yeah. I mean, especially like just not paying the guys like that. Yeah. That's something that like every wrestling fan, no matter what you are like is something that you can sort of regardless of what you think of the promoter or what you think of him or what's true or what's not or whatever at the yeah. end of the day just not paying dudes like even the stealing money from the wife thing or whatever yeah it's it's shitty and it's awful or whatever but like at the end of the day people worked and then didn't get paid and got lied to and stuff yeah. and that's like bullshit and, and wrestling so yeah. you know the, and it, the, it was a trend it's, it appears so exactly yeah so so you know evolution took them out and i think that's the good thing is that they're gone and replacing him is uh as of the recording of this i mean we are just like three or four days from them like literally announcing the show and announcing the matches so yeah the whole card isn't here yet uh, as we're recording this but i think they've done an incredible job in the short amount of time they've had and uh so much so that i uh i was initially going to go to the pancakes and pile drivers which is up against this show i've decided against that and i've actually bought two tickets to uh the orange cassie's doing something or whatever show so it's like they, they've won me over already with these <laughs> five matches uh, and again gcw gets the benefit of the doubt because i had some people on on twitter saying like whoa you you know you you criticize you know this match some shows that are like goofy and funny or whatever I'm like GCW man they get the benefit of the doubt every single weekend they come out here they do good shows they do fun shows they they they, they the humor kind of hits all the right chords and like so far when when we go over this card we'll go over in a little bit like they get the humor right away like there's just matches here that like again another company might book but they wouldn't do it with the same sort of I, I don't know the same sort of level. GCW it, it, it just gets that benefit of the doubt, right? Like by being yeah. good and, and and being you know and delivering on on prior WrestleMania weekends. Yeah, it's there's kind of like a self awareness to their comedy somehow, where it's just it kind of they understand like what is actually more funny these days and what people actually like, and uh, can kind of capitalize off of that without being too like heavy handed with like penis jokes and all that type of stuff that some other people might do in wrestling. So I, I think it's slightly more subtle and self-aware and that's what really makes it work. Uh, so let's get to this actual, what's what's announced so far. So uh, carrying over from the Nova Pro show, thank God, uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Shijiro Otani, which I know for some people was like the most anticipated match of the weekend. We'll get back to that one. Uh, we have Teddy Hart's reading rainbow. I don't know what that is, but uh, 
I guess I'm I here think for it. Involves it. Just yeah. Cats <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of cats. I should take my. I'm gonna bring my allergy pills because I'm very, very allergic to cats. <laughs> so uh, I will definitely bring those. Uh, one minute time limit. This is actually what sold me on this show. <laughs> Believe it or not, there's one minute time limit between Chuck Taylor and Trent. Now, see, there's like another 60 minute Iron Match going uh, or 60 second Iron Man match going on uh, in the weekend with like uh, Dick Justice and I forget who who it's against. But like for whatever reason, like Chuck Taylor and Trent, like I I, I know that those dudes are such great workers and smart workers that it's gonna be like. They're, they're gonna make the most of this minute like i i cannot even imagine what this is gonna be but i just was like you know what i gotta be there for this and then the one that really sold me the match that was like all right dude i'm buying a ticket right away uh ultramantis black versus nick gage i mean jesus christ like that's yeah. just oh my god we'll get to that in a sec and then the uh, five o'clock somewhere last person standing match uh i don't know about this i guess it'll be fun but uh session session moth martina uh versus nate webb i enjoy nate webb's uh entrance because i love yes, a little weed you're gonna life. get then, a fool you might honestly you might get two <laughs> Right. Bag entrances on this because I could easily see Martina doing the same thing. Yeah, so I think what I'll do is I'll, I'll watch the entrance and then I'll go, you know, get a, get a drink <laughs> myself or go to the bathroom or something like that. Because uh, the match itself, eh, we'll see. But uh, otherwise, uh, I mean, on top of the, I mean, the show itself. Let, let's talk about the the, the first match. Uh, the one carrying over from Nova Pro, the Jonathan Gresham versus Shigeru Otani. I know that's one you're definitely looking forward to. Uh, yeah. Well, what can people kind of expect with this match if they're not quite sure uh, about Otani and they don't really follow Gresham maybe th to the fullest? Well, Gresham is, uh, I think he's one of the best uh, of the technical guys that go right now. He's really, especially as a live wrestler, I find him really engaging. Um, he's always doing something little. He always does little cool things. He kind of like, it's really easy comparison, but there, he's similar to Zack Sabre Jr. In which, you know, he always has a little response or a little movement that kind of makes everything feel cool and and unique and real um he maybe even does it a little bit more than zach does but it, it's kind of similar so i think that um yeah i think that he, this is kind of set to be a weekend for he's already broken out but kind of you know take up to the next level a little bit i think the idea of a, a wrestlemania weekend breakout star is almost in the past at this point but that he's a guy that kind of has the potential to do that a little bit this this weekend um and otani you know he's He's kind of been that uh, – he was kind of like the blueprint for the more serious uh, junior New Japan guy, all trunks, stiff strikes, you know, submission type of stuff, whatever. Um, he was kind of doing that before the precursor to guys like Shibata. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think that this match could be could be really interesting. I mean, it's, it's after the gauge match, so who knows what Otani's going to feel like doing in the morning. But uh, – <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this match, this is one of those matches where you're like, okay, cool, that's a WrestleMania weekend match. That sounds great. Yeah, this is one of those ones that like could only happen on WrestleMania weekend. You know what I mean? And, that, yeah. and that's what you go for this weekend is like matches like that where, you know, I'm not like the world's biggest Jonathan Gresham fan. Like I, I appreciate what he does, but maybe the style doesn't click with me all the time. But this is one that like, oh, dude, like I can't miss this match. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just like, because it's something that you're never going to see anywhere else. Like this is so unique to have Otani and 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 even coming over and then like, yeah, a perfect match against him too. So one thing that Nova Pro did do right is book this match. And I'm glad yeah. that uh, the uh, GCW Orange Cassidy uh, produce show has uh has kind of uh, taken this match because this is a no-brainer for sure to, to, to book. Um, all right, now the match that, that got me in the building for sure, Ultramantis Black versus Nick Gage. I mean, man, what can we expect of this one? Maybe if Ultramantis Black, maybe a little bit of a clue in. I feel that don't know about Ultramantis Black and kind of his history. What, what can you tell people? Yeah, so Ultramantis Black is a guy. Uh, he's basically made a name for himself in the Northeast indie scene, but really in Shikara, he's basically like the um, 
kind of like been the lifeblood of the promotion for, um, I guess since the beginning. I mean, really since I've been watching, which was like 2009, 2010-ish, uh, he's really been kind of the backbone of of Shakara, and he's had some retirements and stuff, but he's come back. And uh, so, yeah, he's a guy – He's really one of those guys in a promotion that is really easy to latch on to. Maybe there's guys that are better that have come through, but like he's a good promo and you can really get behind him as like your guy in the promotion or whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the fact that he is on. A, he got added to WrestleMania weekend really late. He hasn't really done WrestleMania weekend stuff. I mean, I think that he, Shakara has run before. I, I've seen them. I saw them run in New York, and I honestly, I would think he would have been on the card, but I can't really remember it. And they have done at least Orlando. I can't remember if they did last year, but um, so he might have been on those. I honestly can't tell you if he was or he wasn't. But it, it's cool to see him on a show that isn't Shakara at WrestleMania weekend. I think that he's a guy that um, I'm sure most of it is by choice, but he hasn't really ventured outside of Shakara too much so it's it's cool to see him pop up somewhere and i did check before the show and him and nick gage have wrestled once at least that i could find on cage match and that was just uh at the end of last year so they haven't really wrestled each other too much at all um so i'm i'm excited for that they have advertised this as a yuletide death match um ultramantis if you look at his tattoos is a big christmas guy he's got two full arm sleeves of christmas stuff so uh, I'm ex- curious to see what this is. If it's more of like a comedy, like using things that you wouldn't see in a deathmatch type of like WWE deathmatch style match. You know what I mean? Like when they do those nightmare on 34th deathmatch type of things. And then it's just guys throwing Christmas trees at each other. Or if they do like an actual real deal deathmatch. Nick Gage, I don't think is doing any of those this weekend. So maybe he would want to. So. I'm I'm excited and curious to see what this match would be like. Yeah, I'm definitely anticipating uh, a death match, but maybe a little bit, like you said, kind of like a comedy-ish death match. Because 12, you know, 12, uh, you know, noon on a Saturday is a little early for a death match. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'm ready for like a full-on death match here, but yeah, something a little funny would be, uh, uh, and, and Ultramatch is black too, wears, you know, a gigantic mask and stuff. So it's like, yeah. you know, it might, death match might not be the, but the, the, the perfect way to, you know, kind of get across from him. But like you said, there, there could be ways uh, to make it a little bit more fun and stuff. But, uh, yeah, as far as other ones, we said the Teddy Hart reading rainbow, who the hell knows, uh, probably something involving cats and Teddy Hart being weird. So, uh, that's fine. And then the one minute time limit, what are you expecting there with Chuck Taylor? And Chuck? I honestly have no idea what it's going to be like. I, <laughs> somebody, somebody said somewhere that it could be slow motion. So a slow motion minute which I guess would make sense, but I have, I really have no idea about what this is. I think the strong thing of this show, and it's easier to put, to say this in a bubble than it is to compare it to everything when you, than it is when you compare it to everything else going on this weekend, because kind of a lot of shows are doing the same thing. But like I said, it's GCW. So you give it the benefit of the doubt. This is a really good Saturday afternoon show when people have hypothetically been overloaded with, um, wrestling the rest of the weekend um this is kind of a nice change of pace where it's real lighthearted. you're not necessarily expecting anything great as far as work rate i mean the main event should be great but otherwise it's not like you're going expecting like these blow away matches the whole right, time right, right. but you're expecting a real like lighthearted, chill low-key vibe to start your morning and especially everybody's just going to be excited about madison square garden and uh 
you know, kind of wanting to shut their brains off, I think, a bit before that. So I think that this is kind of the perfect show to to tap into all of that and just give people something extra, but also something where you don't have to think about it too much. You just kind of go be entertained and watch a what is should be an entertaining and I don't know if you could say it's going to be a good show, but I think it's going to be a fulfilling show with what you want it to be. So right, right. I think it, really it, it fits a niche perfect at, at yeah. a time. Like it does not need to be a blowaway show because it's like you're probably nursing a hangover at this point. <laughs> like you're yeah. kind of tired. You realize that like you've been to like 15 wrestling shows already this weekend. You're kind of sick of wrestling, so you need something to kind of restart the system there. And that that's yeah. this definitely is is a good one to to do that. But of course, yeah, that, that so that's all we know right now. Uh, which is again a, a huge credit because they've only been you know there's there's some shows that have been announced for months and have you know like four announced guys on it and no matches or whatnot yeah. so for them to already have you know half of this card basically booked yeah sure it's Eddie Hart's reading Rainbow in a one minute you know time limit match or whatever but to have already a lot already you know out there is, is, is I mean, pretty good so they're gonna have knowing, more by the time we're, we're you know we're there but yeah knowing how GCW announces shows and everything too my gut is that if this isn't everything this is at least most of what they're going to announce maybe there could be some other things but they like to do little you know bonus matches or just announce a guy and and then have other people just like you know mystery type of opponent type of thing so i went to see a show that they ran which was a much smaller show uh a week or two ago and they announced like four of the matches i think and then a bunch of the random guys and then just did the show there are some surprises chuck taylor was a surprise on that gresham was a surprise they just did some like Hey, these are two new guys. Here they are, type of thing. So I really wouldn't be surprised on any of the GCW shows if they do a lot of that, but especially on this one, this seems kind of like a good spot for that type of thing on it. All right, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on here and doing this. Before we uh, depart, you can get your uh, plugs out of the way again, and then uh, yeah, let us know where we can uh, where we can find you on WrestleMania weekend, so we can go and hassle you. So yes, um, like I said, Twitter Stan underscore underscore Hanson. Uh, I'll probably write something. At- at least one thing this year for Voices of Wrestling website so that I can get a yearly uh my yearly quota in. <laughs> and uh and yeah, oh WrestleMania weekend, like I said, I'm gonna be at both spring breaks, Orange Cassidy, Ring of Honor with Rich, and maybe uh Black Label Pro on Friday. So come see me, I'll be around. I'll wear it in Philly's hat, and that's all that I'm gonna give you. So <laughs> nice wearing the Phillies hat. So yeah, that's, <laughs> uh how much do you hate Mike Trout right now? Or oh, I don't hate it? Mike Trout at all. I think that it's funny. Okay. Um, the idea of people assuming for a long time that somebody <laughs> is just automatically going to come to your city is kind of funny. Yeah. And it was, it's hard to not like, obviously, I think everybody kind of had it like, oh, this might happen. After the Bryce Harbor thing, it felt like it was actually a real possibility. But the whole time I was like, it's two years. A lot can happen in two years. It's easily could not happen. And you're just kind of discounting the idea of the angels. Just you're just assuming that they're just going to lie, lie, like roll over. So I don't know. I think it's funny. If you listen to the radio, people have talked about how betrayed they feel (laughs) and about how disappointed they are and about how less of a man Mike Trout is and stuff like that. And that makes me laugh. I think that that is great. So if I get a little like, if it takes Mike Trout not coming to the Phillies and signing for the Angels to get that type of content, I'm here for it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yes, uh, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us here. Thank I'm you for having you, me. And we'll, uh, we'll see you at WrestleMania weekend. See you there. All right, we're continuing our WrestleMania weekend preview series with our newest edition here. We are talking 
NXT TakeOver New York with the one and only Suit Williams. Suit, what's going on? How you doing, Rich? Doing well, doing well. So this, uh, you did this last year, if I remember correctly. Did, did you do TakeOver last year? I forget what show you did last year now. I did the Progress shows last year. That's right. Progress. progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are they? They're not here this year. They're gone. Yeah. <laughs> they they're, no uh, <laughs> yeah. Taking the month off. Don't like yeah. running New York. The guys are going to be busy. <laughs> yeah, I guess all their talent is in WWE now or NXT, so they don't have any. Uh, but no, that's so no, no more progress this time. But we're talking NXT TakeOver uh, this time. Before we go through that card and go through all the stuff going on with that, uh, Suit wanted to give you a, ch- uh, a little bit of a chance to plug away. So uh, where people can find you on Twitter, where they can uh, read some of your work and uh, listen to some of your work as well. I'm a little distracted right now because the front TV is playing uh, Baby Shark for some reason. <laughs> Yeah. I can't hear it, so that's good. I can't hear it. I wish that's I was hearing it. Good. It is. It's a lot. How, right how now. many times do you have to listen to Baby Shark? Uh, it's a, a lot more recently. I don't know. I don't know what's brought this about, but it started because you have a baby sister, correct? Yeah, about is to have another I... one in July. So. Oh man, yeah. So so like so so she's picked up just recently on the baby. Like she's like yeah. the post hype baby shark. She's into like. Normally, she's either into the Super Y, which is the reading show, or Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. I don't know what any of is. I'm glad well, I did. Well, Daniel Tiger is the uh, Mr. Rogers uh, offshoot. Oh, okay. okay. They have the yeah, puppets, yeah. and then they like animate it now. So it's that. It's in that vein. But there are so many of those songs in my head. <laughs> I could, I could run you off the soundtrack, but. Yeah, let's do the let's do these plugs. Yeah, um, go ahead. I'm on Twitter at Suit Williams. Um, I also do previews and reviews for this site, Voice of Wrestling. Uh, I do another podcast, Smart Sports, where it's mostly me and uh, my friend Mel uh, whining about WWE. Uh, I'm trying to get her into New Japan. It's kind of working. I got her to watch All In last year, so that's that's a good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting her into it. And then uh, I'm on PW Ponderings as well, where I do progress reviews. So you can check those out as well. I won't have anything to do this weekend because, you know, they aren't running. But you got a lot of Temptation Island to watch. That, <laughs> that oh, you yeah. got a, a full day plan of Baby Shark and Temptation Island. So you're doing it right, Suits. But uh, let's uh, let's go over this uh, takeover show here real quick. Um, I think the biggest story before we kind of break down the matches is Friday. Friday, April 5th, NXT TakeOver New York. Uh, a bit of adjustment, right, for you? I, I know it's going to be for me that, like, TakeOver's on Friday this time. It's just, I don't know, it seems a little strange. No, I, this is, I did not realize it was on the Friday. I'm on the Wikipedia. <laughs> they moved, yeah, because the Hall of Fame is on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Why? Like, I don't, like, look, I don't care about the Hall of Fame. Like, good for these guys. They're getting, you know, the pat on the back. I'm sure Tori Wilson really appreciates it, but it's just like, I, I don't care. And then, uh, I don't know. I go to WrestleMania weekend for the wrestling. Yeah, for sure. I think a, a big part of it is is, is avoiding the uh, ROH New Japan show, um, which is good and bad Ooh. because like you can do both, which is cool. Like I don't think that that's what WWE was thinking is, hey, <laughs> now our fans can do both. But like it, 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 it obviously, I forget what they said. They used it as like, yeah, we want to have the Hall of Fame on Saturday to better serve our fans. But it's obviously uh, because they they probably don't want to go head to head with it. And and 
it makes all the sense in the world to not do that. So that is cool that you can do both, which is good. And, and, and that's kind of a reason, but uh, yeah, it is, it is a little strange. And, and I got to imagine that's the reason, uh, despite anything that they say about the hall of fame, I, I, I really highly doubt that they were like, ah, oh, you know what? The hall of fame would be a lot better on a Saturday than a Friday. It, it's a hundred percent because of, uh, uh, RH New Japan, which is, is, is cool though, because, um, you know, I don't have tickets to take over uh, yet. I've kind of looked just in case, like in case the, the tickets go down, I might actually try to find a way uh, to get over there and, and and do that because, and, and we're going to talk about it when we preview the show, it's hard to bet against a takeover. Even this show, which doesn't look maybe on its face nearly as much. Oh, Baby Shark must have stopped or something. <laughs> no, just, but uh, no, on its face, it doesn't look maybe, but this is what happens with any every NXT takeover is we look at it and we go, yeah, it looks good, but maybe, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always great. Like, you know, it's always fucking good. So I think at some point we just have to be like, no, nah, it's going to be good. And it's going to be great. And uh, there are two matches that really stand out to me, three that have a potential chance to be really, really good. But let's break down the card here real quick. And then, Stuart, I'll have you uh, kind of talk about each of the matches. We have uh, for the NXT Championship, Johnny Gargano uh, versus Adam Cole, of course, replacing uh, Tommaso Ciampa, who was supposed to be in that spot, uh, but is uh, injured. Uh, we have the NXT war, uh, Tag Team Titles, uh, the War Raiders uh, versus the Dusty Rhodes Classic winners of... Um, Ricochet and Alistair Black. Uh, WWE UK Championship, Pete Dunne versus Walter. Uh, NXT Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane versus Io Shirai versus Bianca Belair. Uh, and then the NXT North American Championship, which is a Velveteen Dream, defending the title against Matt Riddle. So I, I mentioned how I thought the show maybe, eh, but now that I'm reading it, it actually is pretty damn awesome. Uh, what are your thoughts overall on the uh, the TakeOver show? I mean, there's not a bad match on this card. Like, the worst one is the four-way. And even then, it's just, that one's got a very hot, a very high floor on it too. So it's just like just a bunch of good matches. Yeah, it's you know the one that really stands out to me that maybe I I don't all the way love is uh, the the four way with the women's championship, and it's not because I don't think like Baszler I, I love I think she's great. Uh, Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai, I mean Jesus, are you kidding? <laughs> like you know two of the the better workers ever, and then Bianca Belair, who I think is maybe I I, I think. She's very good for her age, but has now kind of reached like an overrated status for me. And I don't mean in sense of like she's terrible or anything, but I think like people really think that she's like the next big thing and they're trying to get out ahead of it. And I get that, but she's not quite, I don't know, she's not quite ready for that. With that being said, she like absolutely fucking delivered uh, the last month against uh, Shayna Baszler a few months ago against Shayna Baszler. So that match excites me. The only reason I'm a little down on it is it's like a four-way. I'd much rather prefer just Shayna Baszler versus whoever. Like I'll take that anytime over. But I mean, with that being said, that still looks like a great match. And then maybe the other one that doesn't really jump out to me uh, is War Raiders versus uh, Aleister Black and, and, and Ricochet. But I mean, we know the War Raiders deliver in big matches and it's freaking Aleister Black versus Ricochet. So it's like even the two matches I'm like, ah, I don't know, are kind of like still have the chance to be very, very good. But like top to bottom, this show looks spectacular. So let's let's talk about the North American Championship. We'll, we'll kind of work our way up then. Uh, Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. I mean, what are you kind of expecting out of this one? Uh, I'm expecting, you know, a lot of good out of this dream. He usually comes through in these big spots. And then Riddle, he's just like, what can you say about that guy? Like, he shows up. So I think this is going to be Riddle's big breakout moment in NXT. Now that his, like, introductory feud's out of, out of the way, this is going to be where he shows up and shines. As far as who wins, I'd be fine either way. I would say Dream, but I don't know. I I I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but... I mean, it doesn't because either way is fine. Yeah, I, I think I kind of like Velveteen Dream as a guy with the title. 
uh, for a while. I think he, it, it, when when you talk about like, especially with with you know these NXT titles, you think about who it benefits the most and who gets most out of it. Like Riddle, I get the idea of like having Riddle in there and then he's just having great matches every single week and all that sort of stuff. But I think uh, the Velveteen Dream character just works a little bit better if he's just got some gold around his waist. You know what I mean? Like it's just he's just a little more cocky. He's a little bit more of an asshole. He's a little bit more over the top, and and it works better if he's like beating these guys like a Riddle or whatever. You, you know, because then it sort of adds cred to Velveteen Dream while he's holding that title and talking about you know how I'm beating your you know your dream you know your dream wrestlers and all that sort of stuff and i'm taking them down one by one like i like that vibe a little bit more than riddle having the title and it's like yeah it's matt riddle being like hey i got a title bro like it's cool and it's like nah, you know what i mean like i think riddle is a guy who can lose and and not hold the title and still not lose anything in terms of like overness you know does that make sense yeah yeah he's He'll be fine without it. Dream it elevates him a little. For bit. sure, yeah, and that, that's the way I look. And and this one, yeah, it's, you can kind of flip a coin on this one. I don't know that I have a real good feel for who's going to win that one, but I, I would prefer Dream um, winning it just because I think that uh, that story works a little bit better. So uh, last uh, last week uh, your last your WrestleMania weekend, you and I we talked about progress, as you said. Uh, now we have a WWE UK Championship match to preview. Which man, this this guy, oh my god, inject this right into my veins. Pete Dunne versus Walter. What are you expecting out of this match? and oh my god pete dunn versus walter good lord i'm expecting i'm expecting the match of the weekend like there's not much of a storyline here from nxt uk like it's just walter booted joe coffee back to the mid card where he belongs <laughs> yep <laughs> and now we're getting a much better match on a real takeover and so, it's just oh go ahead sorry oh well i was pretty much done but i was just saying like yeah this is gonna be I have high hopes for this one. Uh, the big question for me is, does Walter take the UK title uh, away from Pete Dunne? Pete Dunne has had that title since a takeover show that I went to, TakeOver Chicago. At, at the time of this recording, 670 days. That's going to be up around 680, 690 when, when TakeOver actually happens. I mean, that's an incredibly long reign. I mean, shockingly long. Like, you'd almost think that they forgot about this title, but he's actually been, you know, doing stuff and defending it and, and doing that sort of stuff. But, like... Do you think this is finally the time to move the title? Do you think Walter benefits by having the title, or do you think Pete Dunne it it, it works to keep making this reign, uh, or do you think maybe it's it, it's time to move it on? All right, here's what you do. I want Walt. I don't want Walter to destroy him, but I want it to be clear that Walter is better than Pete Dunne. Because if Walter just beats Dunne straight up, no cheating, just beats him clean. That then people look at oh they're the dogs yeah sorry <laughs> the dog we got dogs we got kids it's that's done when you try to record on a, uh, an afternoon it'll it'll happen but but yeah I'd have Walter win this because if he just wins clean people go like oh wow who's this guy because this is on like an actual takeover NXT's got a much bigger scope than NXT UK and this is the chance to build a new guy. And then who knows after this, you could have Dunn go after it. You could have Tyler Bate. You could have Jordan Devlin, whoever you want to and build them up to the next UK takeover or the next regular takeover and build new stars there. Yeah, I'm right with you. I think Walter winning the title makes all the sense in the world. Um, I would, the thing is I like, you're right on the booking. Like I would love Walter just went in there and just fucking stomp this guy and beat him in like 10 seconds or whatever. But like, like a it, I don't want that kind of thing. 
yeah, but I don't want that because like I this match could be incredible if these two guys go back and forth and back and forth. So I part of me like the right booking decision would probably be just Walter just going in there and mauling him. But I like the idea more of them having a, a longer type match or whatever, and Don really clutching to that title that he's had for so long, uh, and then Walter just beating it out of him, beating it out of him, beating it out of him, and then eventually just holding the title. But I think the only question or, or the only real decision is 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 moving that title over to Walter because I think Dunn's had it for so long that it's just kind of become commonplace for him. And I think the idea, or I love the idea, not, not that Pete Dunn hasn't been a great champion. He's been incredible. But I think there's more for him to do uh, in, in other avenues. Like you said, he could chase. He could move up. He could just be doing, you know, NXT proper stuff. He doesn't really have to be, you know, just doing NXT UK championship stuff or NXT UK stuff. Or uh, it just, to me, like, I love the aura of Walter having that title. And it's just like, oh, shit. Like, who's going to beat this guy? Like, God damn it. Like, like Pete Dunne, like, he's a little small. He's the Bruce Wade. He's had this title forever. And he finds ways to win because he's so good. But, like, Walter, how, no one's going to beat Walter. They might as well just retire the title. Look at that, my He's a monster. Like, so I, I love that idea of this big monster guy coming in taking that title away from the longest title holder and then just being this ominous force that's like oh shit no one's gonna be able to beat this guy this guy's gonna have the title forever so i i think the right decision is going with walter and i think it would be a, a i i don't know that dunn loses anything by losing to walter but i think walter would lose a little bit of his aura if he came out here and then just lost to pete dunn you know you know what i mean yeah like i'm i've watched these last couple i'm watching progress shows right now uh doing reviews for them and i'm seeing guys uh qualify for uh their big tournament, super strong style. And I'm seeing these guys and I'm like, you aren't beating Walter. <laughs> right? Like, I'm sorry, DJZ, but you aren't winning. If you were to win this tournament, you aren't beating Walter. Trent seven is not going to beat Walter. Like there's nobody who can do it. And that's, that's where the rub comes in. Cause if someone does it, then there you go. Big star. I'll move on to the uh, NXT UK, uh, the no, sorry, the NXT Women's Championship, not the UK Women's Championship. Uh, Shayna Baszler, Kairi Sane, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair. Uh, any sort of where are you standing with you know Baszler, who's had the title as well quite a while? Um, you know, jumping in a little few little title reigns here and there. You know, she lost and then won it right back. Uh, do you think she kind of holds it here and 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 stays through, or do you think maybe Kairi Sane, even Io Shirai, or uh, does the the upstart Bianca Belair uh, take the title away from her on this night? I think this is tailor-made for EO to win the title. Um, we've done the Kyrie Sane route already. And Bianca Belair, as much as people, as much potential as she has, and as good as people want her to be, she's not at that level yet. Her talent's not reached her full potential yet. And you hope it wouldn't because she's only, what, two, three years in, right? So, oh, yeah, yeah, very early. So, yeah, she's got time. I think this is set up for EO to pin somebody else, and then maybe you do a EO Shane a match down the line. or And then maybe if you want to, call Shayna up, because you've got the rumors of Ronda leaving after WrestleMania. Maybe you could have Shayna come in and do something with whoever wins the Raw Women's title. So, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I, I like that approach a little bit. I, I for me, Baszler's kind of done everything she can do on NXT. Like, I love the character, and I, I'm like, I'm fearful of what's going to happen when she eventually goes to the main roster because I don't know if Vince is going to quite get her in any way. But uh, I think, yeah, like you said, once Ronda's out, like I love the idea that like Becky beats Ronda at, at WrestleMania. She's out there just shit talking, you know, the night after or whatever, and then now comes Shayna Baszler, and and now you kind of have like this the spiritual successor of Ronda Rousey now is back and ready to go. 
in, in, in Baszler. So I think that would be the best idea is to, to, to move Baszler away from the title. And, and like you said, I think Yoshirai is the perfect pick for this because a lot of the feud's been sort of, Kyrie Sane's been kind of at the center of the feud, and Yoshirai is just kind of like the other one, you know? And, yeah. and I think that's a pretty fun booking way to go about it because like you're not going to expect her to win it you kind of think oh yeah she's just kind of the secondary and she comes out there and surprises it and then she's got to kind of prove herself you know as the champion and and for Belair like I just think it's a little too early for Belair um I think she's much better just kind of chasing for right now and chasing and chasing chasing and her time's going to come and it's going to feel right when it actually eventually happens but I, I don't know how you feel but I don't feel like this feels right like if she won the title at, at takeover I, I just I don't know I'd feel like it was kind of rushed and and, and I feel like there's not you know, there's there's a time and a place for them to do a proper title win for her, and I don't know that it's that it's right now. I would build her up for next year. Yes, I would have people ready for Bianca Belair to win it at uh, NXT Takeover Tampa. Which, I mean, they might as well do it at Full Sail then. <laughs> Maybe they will. because <laughs> yeah, well, we got the Lightning's Arena, right? That's um, oh. Tampa Lightning. Not do it outdoors. Fuck it. Do it. Do it at the. Do it at the Raymond James. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see a takeover get rained out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the canopy, I guess. But yeah, this this WrestleMania might get snowed out. That's going to be pretty fun when there's snow there. Uh, yeah. But uh, that's going to be good. Luckily, I was taking place at the Barclays Center, so they don't have to worry about that, which is actually an interesting point. Did you hear the, the, the talk that some people were saying? I don't know why they don't just book, you know, the, the football stadium for, for takeover, which I think, e, I mean, that's that's ambitious as hell. I mean, yeah. takeover's been having some trouble. I mean, this this show so, is doing pretty well, and there, there's some tickets still available. But um, yeah, I, I don't... Uh, I think a football stadium for takeover is a little too ambitious. I think that's biting off a little bit more than you can chew. I don't think WrestleMania is going to like. Do you think WrestleMania is going to sell out? Uh, I have no idea. WrestleMania is tricky because it's just like they just make up the numbers. Yeah, well, that, oh, that too. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. And like that is a, that is an interesting point. But like because it's such a travel thing and like a once in a lifetime thing or whatever, I get it. But like takeover is still like kind of your hardcores, your hardcores. Like you're. You know, you, you can tell every time you see like some random, you know, NXT person appear on, on you know, Raw or whatever, or the Royal Rumble, like half the people don't know. I'm in a room full of people that watch wrestling, you know, almost every week. And Alistair Black comes out and they're like, who the hell's this guy? Like, what the hell? And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Like, you know, I tell you to watch NXT. They, they don't, though. You know what I mean? There's just your universe fans that just just watch, you know, the main roster and, and Raw and SmackDown or whatever. So the idea that like you're going to get all of them to go to a football stadium or some giant stadium, is it, 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 it's tricky. I mean, maybe if you just do the lower bowl at that point. But yeah, I, th- I think what they're doing with takeovers right now of running them in the, the bigger basketball arenas while they do the stadium shows for WrestleMania is the, is the best way to go about it. Because I think that you'd lose a lot of atmosphere, I think, for a takeover if it's just in like a half filled football stadium right uh, the wrestling will always be better it with a full crowd than with half of a crowd and a bunch of empty seats yeah right like right. you don't want it to look like old a von eric uh, stadium show where they're in the end zone and the only people there are like on the on the ground you know you don't want it to look empty Right, right. And I think another thing too is 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 NXT has so much atmosphere. And you're just never, ever, ever gonna get that atmosphere at a football stadium. You're never gonna get that atmosphere at a big time stadium. Like the stadium shows just don't have that same noise level where I think like the Barclays Center is a perfect spot for them or any like of these little basketball arenas, because like people go in and people make a shit ton of noise and the crowd seems super hot or whatnot. It just it wouldn't I I just don't know if it would come across all that well. And and so I'm I'm always a advocate of, of takeover staying, you know, in in like, you know. 
mid-size arenas or whatever versus ever going to like big time stadium shows because i just don't think you're gonna get that atmosphere even if the crowd is making noise it's just gonna get lost and 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 nxt is so much of like crowd investment and whatnot so uh that brings us to our final two matches uh nxt tag team championships the uh conclusion of the dusty roads classic got the war raiders defending their titles against the uh, dusty roads classic winners uh elster black and ricochet what are your thoughts on war raiders uh versus black and ricochet i mean it's just gonna be good isn't it like it's these four good guys and they're just gonna wrestle i mean not too much else to say oh no, yeah being a tournament final or, or like not not necessarily a tournament final but like a you know a, a tournament you know, the, the, they win the tournament. Now they go and they face the tag champs or whatever. Like, it's hard to build a story on that other than, like, guys win tournament and they face the tag champs, which is fine. Like, not every, not every wrestling thing needs a big, long story. It's just four dudes going to have a great match. One guy's going to, you know, one team's going to try to win the titles. They're probably not because they're already on Raw and SmackDown. So, probably not going to win the titles. But maybe they do. Who knows? I don't know. I just want to watch a good match. And I think that's what we're going to get with this one. We know it's going to deliver. These tag matches on every takeover are, are, are arguably the best things on those takeovers. So, yeah, I'm super pumped. This is... This is probably going to be the opener, and it's going to be just they're going to have a red hot crowd, palm of their hands, four good workers, just handling business. Get to the main event now. Here, this is going to be the uh, the big one here. Obviously, this changed a lot with uh, NXT Championship. Now, uh, Tommaso Ciampa had to relinquish the championship uh, after having it for uh, God, I forget how many days, but it was quite a while. I don't have the days in front of me off the top of my head. But again, NXT has done a great job of protecting their titles and making them that much more important. That when a title switch happens, it's like holy fuck! Like it's because it's been so rare. That's what we talked about with the NXT or the, the UK Championship. But um, Gargano and Adam Cole are going to be your two guys going for the NXT Championship here. Um, suit, is it finally time for Gargano to get that title? He's he's showing the edge. He's he's so violent, but uh, you have Adam Cole out there too, who's kind of popped up here. And Adam Cole could be a really good, I, I think, fit into the role as champion pretty well because he's just that. That I mean, he did it great with Ring of Honor and whatnot. He's just good at like being the guy that's got the title and people going at him because because he feels beatable from a lot of cases. But like, so it always makes it a pretty good one. He's kind of a, a cocky little shit, so people always kind of want to get at him too. But uh, I'm pretty excited about seeing uh, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano in the main event here. What are your thoughts? Well, this is also going to be two out of three falls. According to Wikipedia, right, correct. Yes, um, I think Gargano's gonna win. Like, I think the buildup was for Gargano to beat Champa here, but as someone who wasn't entirely into that storyline, uh, I'm like, I don't like. I'm not glad Champa's out. Like, I'm not glad he's hurt, but him being out and like shuffling the deck a little bit has made this take over a little bit more exciting because like they're booking on the fly and things are always a little more interesting in WWE when stuff kind of just gets shook, gets shaken around a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so I think Gargano's going to win. I think it was set up for it. I think Cole's here. He's very good in like these takeover matches because like TV Adam Cole He's whatever. But, you know, you got him versus uh, Ricochet from, I think it was New York. That was really good. He was real good in the ladder match uh, from last year. And so I think him here, big match, probably the main event, almost certainly the main event. And with him with Gargano, who's one of my favorites in this entire company, they're going to make some real good stuff. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm super excited about it. And, and like you said, it, it there are people, and I, and I totally get it. There were people that were so invested in the the, the Gargano Champa thing and invested in that story and wanting to see the kind of the payoff or whatnot. And I get it. I absolutely do. Like I, I totally get it. I was kind of done with that story last year at <laughs> Takeover. So the idea that they were going to run it back this year, I was just like, oh god, like all right, fine, whatever, whatever. Yeah, let's go ahead. But I love this. I love that now it's kind of shaking to its core. Champa's out of the mix for, for right now. Not obviously, I don't wish injury upon someone, but I like that it's kind of freshened it up a little bit. And now we have a real path where uh this the NXT championship, I don't know who's gonna win this. I, I could see Gargano very easily winning it. They've done a good job of pumping him up and getting him ready for that that spot as well. And then Adam Cole, it makes all the sense in the world too for Adam Cole to win that title. Cause I think, like I said, he's sort of that. He plays it pretty well, that upper mid-card guy that like can face mid-carders and it makes sense for them, you know, getting a title shot, but then also can face the main eventers. Like I think that really works for him pretty well. And Gargano was champion. I mean, geez, that'd be great because he's he's just he's an incredible worker, too. I hate to like give him a lifetime sentence in NXT, but you know, that's fine with me. I don't care. He went to WWE for obviously a little bit, the main roster stuff for a bit with uh with, with, with Ciampa. And uh, and that's sort of now he's 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 back, you know, doing primarily NXT stuff for right now. But um, yeah, I I I I'm fine with either one winning this this match. I'm just here to you know really look forward to a good match. And you know I'm somebody who who tends to be down on Adam Cole more than others. Like I, I don't necessarily buy into him all as much. And I, I kind of I've never quite gotten it with him. But there's no question that in big spots, in big moments, he delivers. And that it, this match is arguably one of the biggest spots that he's ever had. So to think that he's not going to go out there and absolutely kill it, or he's not going to go out there and give it a hundred percent and and do everything he can to make that match incredible. I mean, yeah, I, I'd be stupid to say that because he does always deliver in the big spots. So I'm super excited. I like that there's a little freshening up in, in the top of NXT. I like that Gargano's character is really showing the true growth that we've been waiting for, and he actually feels and looks different than he has for quite a while. Uh, Adam Cole ascending from the Undisputed Era. Like, I'm all in on this. And now I'm just kind of sitting back and saying, I don't know. I mean, so your prediction of, of of who walks away from this takeover as champion, who, who do you think? I think it's going to be Gargano. Like, I can... Because him chasing Cole feels... Like, he's been on the chase too long. He's been uh, chasing Ciampa for God knows how long. Before that, he was chasing Almas. Like, this is the time for Gargano to win the title. Or else, if he doesn't, he'll start feeling like Goto. And we don't want to feel like Goto, right? Yeah, yeah, and that, that and that's kind of, I guess, my my thought is that if Gargano doesn't win, it's like, all right, dude, just step on back, like you know, just go to go to the main roster, get out of here, because there's no real coming back from that. But uh, Gargano is great at the chase, though. You know what I mean? Like he is one of the better like chasing guys ever. But yeah, coming here and they're like losing again. Um, and man, I could see them doing that. And then like the story is just that like Johnny's just like, ah, I can't get this monkey off my back. And it's like, no, okay, we've been doing this story for three years now. The monkey's not gonna leave your back. You know, like I don't know if I'm in for like Gargano freaking out that the monkey's on his back and he's trying to win or whatever, but I don't know. Maybe there's a way that they can tell that story and it'd be pretty entertaining. But uh yeah, I'm good for either guy winning this, really. Um, I think Cole winning would be interesting, but uh Gargano getting a little bit of a title reign would be fun too. I think it's 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 probably his time to do that, and and um for the exact reasons, like you said, just because my god, the having to imagine him do you know sort of I, it's gonna be tough to have him in that spot where he's just like ah, i can't win the title again like it's just i don't know if anybody's really quite here for that but um the I match itself hear, should be awesome yeah i can hear the johnny loser chance now right like you don't want to get like and i know that they're kind of leaning into this heel character a little bit more which is fine but like then he just becomes a chump you, you know if he just keeps yeah. losing it's like why am i no you don't ever win like i'm never gonna buy into you winning so i think he does need to at least win the title here and then maybe he loses it quickly after or something like that and then you can sort of tell that story but there's no way that you can have him just lose here and just walk out there you know the next week and just be like come on dude you suck like 
I mean, we say this. He won the uh, North American title at the last takeover, but then he went up and lost it on TV. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, you can't even tell that story again because they never yeah. told that. So, yeah, shit. All right. Um, hmm. He better just win the title then. Let's go, with the, yeah. let's go with the win the title. But I like Cole as the champion too, so it's tough. Yeah, I I would prefer Gargano. Like, I do think Cole does well in these big spots, but I think Gargano, he needs to win. He needs to have his run and then lose it some point in the future. Maybe he could lose it to Cole. Who knows? All right, so Suits, uh, overall thoughts on uh, this takeover, and then we're going to talk about uh, a little bit over about the weekend, and then we'll we'll say goodbye. But yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on this takeover? Is this another one that we shouldn't bet against? I mean, why would we bet against this one? Because the card's pretty awesome. But uh, you know, what, what what are your overall thoughts just on, on takeover? What are you expecting, I guess? This, this just looks like a stellar show. And if they keep it from being bloated... You know, if they keep it around two and a half, two hours instead of going to three because it's WrestleMania weekend, because they need content. If they could do that, this could be the show of the weekend. Like, I don't I don't see too much top in this. Like, I'm not expecting it from WrestleMania. And there's, you know, maybe the MSG show. But I mean, this might be just a lot tighter and a lot more. You know, a lot more bang for your buck, I'll say. Yeah, for sure. And and so now this WrestleMania weekend, you were you were not going, correct? No, I let WrestleMania come to me. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, they're, they're in New Orleans every other year, so screw it. They'll come again in like two years for you. Yeah. So apparently they get the Superdome and New Orleans Arena, not Smoothie King Center. Smoothie King Center. I yeah. Call this. They haven't been New Orleans Arena in like six years, but. We've talked uh, about that when when you grow up with like a certain term or not even grow up but like when your fandom is shaped like in a certain years or whatever you just yeah. call it that arena forever. So I, I totally get what you're saying uh, with that because I like I call the White Sox Stadium U.S. Cellular Field, which is still like a corporatized name, but it's the one that I grew up with. I'm never gonna call right. it Guaranteed Rate Field. Like I'm just never like no, I'm like no, no U.S. Cellular Field. Even though it's the same thing, it's just a corporation slapping their fucking you know logo on it. But um, but I do call the, Nor- the New Orleans one the Smoothie King Center because I love. Uh, that name it's it's, yeah. it's among my favorite it's it's a close second